The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Well, there are three ways of pronouncing M-O-O-G. It's originally a Dutch name. This goes back, you know, a thousand years or so. Uh, and in, in Holland, you would pronounce it moch. Now, that's a little bit too much here, 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 to expect people to do here. Uh, in Germany, uh, it's a fairly common name, and there it's pronounced Moog. In Great Britain, in English-speaking countries, uh, people see the double O and they say Moog. Now, I just happen to like the sound of Moog better than Moog. Part of my pro- family pronounces it one way, and part pronounces it the other way.
I'm in one of those moods tonight. Whoa, hey, computer, why? There we go. Thank you very much. And so is the computer by the look of things. I'm feeling the need for something um, stupid, psychedelic, surreal and impossible um, to fathom out. If you're holding, drop it now, guys, because in about 45 minutes, you're really going to start feeling the uh, the collective high of what I think is going to be um, um, uh, nonsense. Um, ramble through the subconscious. That's what's happening tonight on Talk Radio. You won't be getting that on uh, LBC. You won't be getting that on Five Live. You certainly won't be getting that on um, um, any of your BBC local radio stations. Uh, if you want to take part in tonight's psychedelic surreal experiment, 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. You call us, we call you back. It will cost you pennies, probably free for most of you. Anyway, we call you back pretty darn instantly. You can call in about absolutely anything you want. The more bizarre, the more out there, the better. Um, 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. And, of course, why we would never encourage anybody to uh, to mess around with hallucinogens or psychedelics. If you're holding, then please uh, time your uh, experience by dropping now. That's what we're talking about, dear listeners. The whole thing, of course, what's that? that it's it's um, the Pink Floyd album, that if you start it at the same time as The Wizard of Oz... Um, it, uh, it apparently it ties in. Has anyone actually done that? First of all, what is the Pink Floyd album? I made the mistake of thinking it was Umma Gummer. And, uh, boy, that really doesn't tie in with... Um, in fact, well, I thought it was... Um, I thought you had to play Umma Gummer um, uh, alongside Scrooged. And it, I got it completely wrong. It turns out it's another album, possibly Wish You Were Here, um, that ties in with um, the film with the, uh, the Yellow Brick Road, The Wizard of Oz. That's the film. Oh three four four. 499-1000. I'm Ian Lee. This is The Late Night Alternative. You are listening to Talk Radio either on DAB, either uh, by using the Talk Radio app or by uh, going online at talkradio.co.uk. Some of you are even watching us. Welcome to those watching us uh, on periscope.tv slash Ian Lee. Catherine Boyle is here. Yes. She is my producer. She is my co-host. And you know what, guys? She's my best friend as well. So that makes for a nice intimate um, experience for your ears. I have had well the reason I'm, I'm feeling surreal and psychedelic and a little bit a little bit out there ma'am is because I have had the weirdest experience I'm gonna say of my professional life this evening in that I went to the National Television Awards me at the NTAs and um Cars were provided for us, and um, I was going, of course, because of that silly jungle program I was on. And um, I wasn't going to go. Well, first of all, we were, Catherine and I were both going to go, and then we were going to do the radio show there. Then it proved impossible, so I said I can't go. And then they got in touch and said, Well, the award you're up for is going to be first, so could you make it? So I then um, texted my friend Shappy Corsandi, the brilliant comedian who's coming on next week, and I said, I think I am going now. And she said, Oh, well, can I come with you? Because I'm scared of the red carpet. And I went, I'm so glad you asked me because, yes, I too am terrified. So she got a car to work. Uh, we got met and we got in a car and we went to the O2 centre. And um, we, the, the, it's the weirdest, weirdest thing. The, the cab pulled up right at the end of the red carpet and we stepped out. And the lady said, welcome to the NTAs. And there was a red carpet and we walked along it. And on the left-hand side of the red carpet... Um, it was film crews, all film crews, people from Lorraine, Good Morning Britain, This Morning, uh, Welsh Kids TV show that we spoke to. They were my favourite ones, actually. And on the right-hand side, 
it was you, dear listener. It was the punters. It was about, I'm going to say, 1,500, 2,000 people that had queued up to meet the, uh, the celebrities. And there were real celebrities there, you know. Um, the, the, the most famous people I saw, well, I'll give you three. Dr Range, Del Boy and uh, Rita from Coronation Street. She was the one that got me most excited. I saw Del Boy in the toilets and I didn't recognise him because he looked so old. Um, but I used the hand dryer next to him. Um, and there were other famous people. Lots of people from Emmerdale came and said hello to me, possibly because they thought I was Marlon Dingle, as you pointed out, Catherine. Um, I saw. I said hello to Ruth, uh, Eamon's wife, Ruth Langford. Is that Langsford. Langsford. Said hello to Philip Schofield. Um, lots of lovely people. Spoke to the um, the members of the, the, the Chase, cast members of the Chase. Um, and Shappy and I walked down this red carpet thinking, well, no one's going to want to talk to us. And we kept getting grabbed. We kept getting grabbed by people who would pull us to talk to them. Come and talk to this morning. Come and talk to Lorraine. Come and to... So we did that. And then, of course, you've got the, the real, you know, real people screaming and literally screaming. Um, and so we went and had selfies with as many of those as we could. And if we, if we avoided you, I do apologise. It was kind of a bit bizarre. And we got to the end of the red carpet after about 20 minutes. Um, and then we realised we weren't at the end of the red carpet. We were halfway along. And so then we had to go along again. And there was a bit where, right towards the end, there were about 30 photographers. And what we had to do is we had to stand in... And, and by the way, all the, all the way along, Shappy and I were holding hands, uh, just seeing if we could get, get some money out of a possible showman. I just, I, if there's a spin-off series to be had, we'll take it. And we heard people going, oh, my God, they're holding hands. <laughs> it was delicious. And, and then we, was, we had to stand in front of these photographers and they'd take your pictures. Look over here, look over here, look over here. And then we got told to, to move along to the, you know, you had to do four tranches of these pictures. And on the last one, we stood there. And after 20 seconds, I said to Shappy, Shappy, these photographers aren't even looking at us. They're looking down at their cameras. And we just stood there for ages, just like idiots. Then we went in. Went to a huge room full of famous people and free booze and all kinds of shenanigans. And then we walked into the O2 arena. I was sat in the second row of the O2 arena. It was amazing. I saw my good friends Amir Khan. I saw Dennis Wise. I saw Jamie. I saw Becky. I saw Toff, Stanley, uh, Shappy and Jenny. Um, and then it started. And you know who was doing the, compare, the, the imp- comparing off-camera? Andy Collins, oh, the fellow who does the show at the Three Counties, and I said I made a point of saying hello to him and said, "Say my best to Justin and everyone." Wow, isn't that an interesting yeah, circle? It really is interesting. He's the fellow who took over for me at Three Counties, lovely bloke. Um, and then it started. Now the war- the award we were up for was supposed to be announced first, but Ant and Deck were late, so they did a different award first, which Gogglebox won, and then. Um, then they did our award. Best, I mean, it is, it is a made-up award category. The best challenge show. What? Eh? So they did that. And literally, as they said, and the winners are, Ant and Deck came legging in and sat down on the seats in front of me. The winners are, I'm a celebrity. And the surrealness, the weirdness of this experience of the last two months, just when I think it's ended, when I think the, the strangeness has gone away... Um, it it just continues, and suddenly I find myself again holding hands with Shappy, which we found hilarious. I don't think anyone actually noticed. Um, and we, but also it was nice to have a mate to kind of lean on. We walked up on stage at the O2, where I've seen 
So many bands there. Where I've seen Neil Diamond. We'll talk about Neil Diamond in a bit. And remind me to talk about Neil Diamond. Um, where I've seen so many bands there. And we walked up on stage and suddenly I found myself looking out. It wasn't, the O2 wasn't full, but I would say there was a good, I was three quarters full. I'm looking out at the O2 and I can see the cast of Coronation Street. There's the cast of EastEnders. And I'm stood there, and Ant and Decker making a speech, and then Toff makes a speech, and then we, we were, um, then we walked off. And I'm talking to the lovely gentleman who starred in that Liar Liar program, the guy who is Welsh name, Joan Griffiths. Yeah, who he was, he had announced us, and I was talking to him, and we're walking off, and. It was just the weirdest. And then we go backstage and you have your picture taken. Then you go to another room and have your picture taken. And we stood in this... We got hustled out onto this stage. We, we, before we went into this room, it's, ladies and gentlemen, the cast of I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. Applause. We walk out onto this stage and there's, there's, there's 12 of us and we stand on the stage. And there's, again, 50 photographers taking photos. Look here, look here. Jenny, Jenny, put this... Put the statue in the middle, love. And I'm going, well, a please would be nice. And so we're doing that. And obviously everyone's pushed for time. And there's a, like a sort of compare there. And he said, right, we've only got time for one question for the cast of I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. And a guy put his hand up and said, yeah, yeah, I've got a question for Ian. Ian, now that you've um, done I'm a Celebrity, are you going to be getting the 11 o'clock show back together? And it was such a, a, a preposterously... It, they might, he might as well have said, Ian, Ian, now that you've finished uh, I'm a Celebrity, what, what do you think of the collected works of Shakespeare? It was just so, it just came from nowhere. It was such an alien, those words were so, and I kind of stumbled and went, um, well, uh, uh, probably not, no, but the jungle was a great threat. And I went into the rehearsed things and then we had more pictures and then we had more pictures and then I came here. And it was the weird, it's, it's, it's done something to my head. It's screwed up my head, guys. And I think it's going to be, um, not the theme of the show, because I know a lot of you aren't interested in any of that nonsense and in, in, in my personal ups and downs. But but it, it, it certainly um, it, it flavoured. Um, it was it was I don't know. It was like licking um, a, a, a large lump of psychedelic coal, and some of it has just affected and infected my mind. So I think tonight's show is going to be an odd one, guys. It's going to be an odd one. And oh, listen to this. Of course, here we go. You know what song this is? It's I'm a Believer, the instrumental version of I'm a Believer, written by Mr Neil Diamond. It's almost like we planned this stuff. Tonight's show, we are saying hats off to Neil Diamond as he announces his retirement from the concert stage because of Parkinson's. Man alive, I knew I should have bought tickets for that last show. I've seen my last Neil Diamond concert. That's my opening monologue open, uh, uh, over. Make of it what you will. 03444991000. I'm Ian Lee. This is The Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. Closing time conversation for tax inspectors, taxi drivers, and taxidermists. Great big talk for the wee small hours. You've been trolling me big time, mate. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. Good evening, Sarah. Hi, Ian. Hi, Sarah. Hiya. Hiya. Hi, Ian. Yes. I think I've been on my own for far too long. So you, if you're, hang on a second. If you're on speakerphone, then rectify that immediately. I'm off speakerphone. Here's, the, here's Sorry. the thing, guys. Here's the thing. What is speak? No, everyone knows that speakerphone. Yeah, sure, it's handy, but it don't work. It sounds I was awful. Doing no. the washing up. 
Also, it also it's it's mm. um, it's just plain rude, Sarah. I'm going to be uh, honest. I'm going to be honest. It's just plain rude that um, I, you uh, can't be bothered to hold a telephone anymore. You see, well, it's these up. muppets you see walking down the street yeah. who think they're on The Apprentice when they're holding their phone in front uh-huh. of them. No, uh-huh. hold a phone up to your ears for crying out loud. Okay. There we go. Are you feeling right now? I'm f- oh, I'm feeling on top of the world. I'm just glad <laughs> I've been able to educate you. I'm about to. I'm just warning you now, guys. I'm sp- just just as I'm talking to Sarah, I'm spending seven pounds ninety nine, be- buying a Neil Diamond karaoke. Oh, oh, good for you. Yeah, we're going to have some of that. We're going to have some of that. Definitely. Awesome sources. So yes. Just, um, anyway, like I was saying, I think I've lived in my own for far too long. I've come yes. up with this awesome game when you wash up. Okay. Yes. It's a, it's my favourite washing up game. I've got a few. A favourite, your favourite favorite. washing up game. You've got. By the way, if anyone else has got washing up games, oh three four 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 nine nine, stick it up your ass. Yes. <laughs> so, mine is how many, for example, cat bowls. I've got two cats. Um, or plates can I wash up? For example, by the time Kurt Cobain starts singing on uh, "Smells Like Teen Spirit." Well, and what's the what's the record for uh, for that? Um, today I managed to finish all the cat bowls. That's about one, two, three, four, five cat bowls. Yes. And about three plates. And I did say I think I've lived on mine for far too long. You wash the cat bowls in the same water as the plates? Yeah. Is that wrong? Ooh, Have you yes. done the plates at this point? Is that the last thing to go in? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> right. OK, fine. That's good. So the plates are clean first. Yeah. And then you do the cat bowls last. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Okay, that's. I mean, and, and I use um, disinfectant soap. And you use different um, the the um, J cloths and th- you use different cloths. I I, I use a, a different cloth for I every don't... time I wash up. Oh. Well, we got we just entered a whole different level of of um, crazy. Um, now it is yeah. a known fact. It's a known fact. That um, you're supposed to change your dishcloth once a week, right? But nobody does. Once no, a week. Yeah, but nobody does. Yeah. Everyone keeps them once for a like a year. But changing no them once a day—that's oh, ins- that's just vile. That's once ins- a week. No, you're insane. Oh, all those germs and yuckiness and. Yeah, but we've got a dishwasher, so we very rarely by hand. Oh, you're like I'm, I'm not posh. I'm not. I'm just really lazy. <laughs> I always think that it kind of keeps me grounded washing up. <laughs> I could tell I, you were real when well, I Here's the thing. <laughs> it, it, we have a we have a dishwasher, but the dishwasher yeah. hasn't worked for 2 years. So washing up is the thing, but um uh, uh, I mean it's very satisfying. It's it's all of that stuff, but it's a pain yeah. in the ass really. I I couldn't uh, no, not the same cloth a week though. That's wrong. Can you think of all the germs and stuff? And then I, I use it for the cats. It has to go in the bin. Okay. Do you live completely on your own? Apart from my cat? Yeah. yeah. She's a cat lady. Yeah. Like, that's how lady. you can be so pristine. I think if yeah. you've got a house full of other people, you can't be that precious. She's a cat that's lady. That's true. I am a cat lady. I actually volunteer at a cattery as well. OK, I'm going to cut you off now because um, this is... I was, ju- I was just waiting for this to download and... Um... Money talks. It don't sing and dance and it don't walk. I'm not even looking at the words. As long as I could rather hear with me, I'd much rather be forever in blue jeans. <laughs> and honey is sweet. 
But it ain't nothing next to baby's treat And if you'll pardon me, I'd like to say We'll do okay forever in blue jeans Now, maybe tonight Maybe tonight by the fire all alone you and I There's nothing around but the sound of my heart and your sighs. Oh my God. Let me hear you now. Let me hear you now. Let me hear you now. My neck talks. It don't sing and dance and it don't walk. But if you'll pardon me, I'd like to say we'll do okay forever in blue jeans. Sweet, but it ain't nothing next to baby's treats. And if you want of me, I will say we'll do okay forever in blue jeans. Come here, maybe tonight. Maybe tonight by the fire all alone, you and I. Take it, Alan! Now is the night when the sun will shine in your eyes. Let me hear you now. Let me hear you now. Take it, Alan! Money talks. <laughs> There's no reason that it can't walk. Forever known, no right to be. For you will see. That costs you 86 quid from America. (laughs) Got it! Got it! I'd like to say we'll do okay forever in blue jeans, yeah! Blue jeans, yeah! Ladies and gentlemen, Mr Neil Diamond, who um, uh, has announced today he's retiring from live concerts. Turns out it doesn't matter because we've got the replacement. Here we go. Put that video on, that'll go viral. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you like a bit of Diamond, Cad? Of course you do. Everyone loves Diamonds. Yeah, but it's been a bad day for me today. Sad day? Why? Are you related to him? No, I'm on back in hospital again. Hey. Oy. Are you on speakerphone, though? Because. No, I'm not on speakerphone. Have you got Bluetooth? No, it's a landline. He's oh. just subdued, Ian. He's just subdued. Well, it's a sad day for music and a sad day for mums. Yeah, but I had some good news. He may be home the weekend. OK, well, that's... We will keep our fingers crossed, Alan. Not for the whole time. It'll be difficult to drive and things. And it, you'd, you would hate it and mum would hate it if I had a car crash just because I had my fingers crossed for her. I'm sure she would hate that. Yeah, I saw you at the NTA. Were you there? No, I watched it on the telly. Oh, I, can you believe? I voted for you. Oh, thank Well, here's the thing. People kept saying to me afterwards, so Ian, what does it feel like to have won? And I said, well, I, I, I haven't. This is like for Ant and Deck, and it's for the 700 people that make that show. I said, you know, I, we're just the faces of it. You know, we're the faces oh, of it. Oh, but that was a humble thing to say, and that'll make people love you more. So it means that you have actually, you've won it on your own. Oh, yeah, no, totally. It was, I made that series with the strawberries. I know, I know that. You and the pig. Yeah, me, you and and the pig. me and the pig. 
gig and my pretend crying and my pretend breakdown, I was playing those suckers like a fiddle. And boy, oh boy, it worked. We knew he had a game plan. That's it. Indeed. Uh, indeed, Alan. Um, I tell you what, because you're a little bit down, I'm going to let you do. A, I'm going to let you do another song. Um, pick a Neil Diamond song. Sweet Caroline. There oh, we yeah. go. Over to you, Alan. Thank you very much. 
Hammond here on Talk Radio. Take a trip into the alternate reality of late night radio. I think I'm in something like the Matrix, and so are you. The late night alternative. Hello, hello. With Ian Lee. Is there anybody out there? On Talk Radio. Hello. It's going to be one of those shows. There's just a strange vibe in the air tonight. Let's go to Phil. Good evening, Phil. Hello, mate. How you doing? I'm doing very, very well. Sweaty. Very sweaty. <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm on top of the world, Phil. What you got for us? Uh, not a lot, really. Um, I'm not lining me up at this time. I was just listening to the latest podcast. I'm on my way back. I've just been to the theatre to see a, a local version of Spamalot. Because uh, a friend of mine was oh. appearing in it. Now, when and you I say just... a local version of Spamalot, I mean, how, how local? It's, it's an amateur dramatics performance, is it? Yeah, they basically uh, they get a, a sort of a licence to do oh. their version of Spamalot, and then it's done locally. Hey, so yeah. Was... Any good? No, it was fantastic. Absolutely I fantastic. I said no. I, th- I said <laughs> any good. You went, no, I thought, oh, blimey. But it was, it, it yeah. was for you. OK, it was fine. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Well done. Good, excellent. Yeah. But, how was the, how, how's the TV awards? I've been I've been offline. It was ridiculous. We I, I, I got screamed at on the red carpet. We <laughs> we were papped and we did interviews and then we I was up. The, the I'm a celebrity won in a made up category best challenge show. It was up. It was that up against Love Island. What's the uh, challenge? Well, and the, <laughs> keeping it up. And then it was also up against um, Bullseye. The Krypton Factor and also Clue, that um, show from the 1980s. Um, and it won. And I, I went up on stage at the O2 Arena. Yeah, well, let's, let's face it, you won it. I mean, not the well, show. Well, I, well, yeah, well, I, you know, I don't think so. It's, it's, it's the most popular show on British TV. It was always going to win. But well done, those guys. Well done, those guys. No, I don't want to sound like a, uh, you know, an old-school Coldplay fan or anything, but yes. I, don't want you to, I don't want you to get too famous. That's my problem, because... Uh, I like it when you're yes. uh, sort of this level famous. We like it. You like, like it when I'm struggling. <laughs> well, you know that's that's one of your, you know, natural qualities, and the fact that you're honest about that. Yes. But um, you know, um, been listening to you for a long time, following you for a long time, and it's like I like it when you get a bit famous. Yeah. But not too famous. Well, Phil, listen, so don't got, worry, so don't got, worry, so because this amazing podcast. while my career is going from strength to strength, my personal life is collapsing around my ears. So there will always be um, that element of tension, ennui and disappointment in my, uh, in my performance. Excellent, good to hear. Nice oh, one, last Phil. Time, last time I spoke to you, it was at a, um, you were doing your New Year's Eve show. You were pre-recording it. It was about a couple of years ago on a previous station. But, um, you know, uh, fantastic work from what you've been doing oh, so far. And, nice uh, one, Phil. Full, full support all the way, mate. You're a, you're a institution in this Phil, shall I, Phil, would you like it if I cut you off rudely? Oh, yeah, yeah. There we go. He's uh, <laughs> a nice guy. You're an institution. Uh, let us go to Jack. Good evening, Jack. Hey, Ian. Hey, Jack. What's up, Ian? Not a lot. Uh, I'm glad you're in a good mood tonight. Why is that, then, Jack? I don't know. I'd I'd like it when people are happy, Ian. So I like. But I what I don't like, Ian, is skimmed milk and semi-skimmed milk. Why does it exist, Ian? What's your beef with skimmed milk and semi-skimmed milk? There is no health benefit at all. Skimmed milk, it's white water. You might as well get white food dye, put it in water. There is no nutritional value, no health benefits. Well, I thought, wasn't it, that um, it's, it's got less fat in it? Isn't that what it is? Well, fat doesn't make you fat, Ian. And in fact, what they often do is add sugar to skim milk, and then that makes you fat. Well, hang on, no, hang on. But no, I, I didn't say fat makes you fat. But some is it? Aren't there health benefits to having um, less of a, of certain types of fat in your diet? 
I mean... Well, are there yes or no? To, to an extent. To okay, an extent, fine. So then that's why it exists, Jack. Well, no, because, because I mean... Okay, for example, saturated fat, right, which, which is what they remove from whole milk to make skim milk. Right. It has blood sugar stabilising effects, and it slows the release of sugar into your bloodstream. I, right? I would say, why don't you go and read a book? And actually... I've, I've read books, Ian. I've read many books. Well, why don't you, but, but why are you so upset about milk? Because it, it, it hurts me to see people deprive themselves of a nice... Well, so I don't um, like the taste. Experience. I don't like the taste of full-fat milk. I like the green... I don't like the blue milk. Well, I, think, I like the I green milk. Been, I feel like you've been brainwashed. No, 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 not at all. I don't like the taste of, of the blue milk. It's too rich for <sighs> me. Too rich for you. Ian, why not indulge, you know? Why not live that life? Well, no, because I don't like it. Jack, 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 what business is this of yours? What do you mean, what business is it? Someone's milk preference is completely personal. No, it isn't, because it's about about the health of the nation. It's about the happiness of the nation. Well, hang on, which is it about? Is it about the health of the nation or the happiness of the nation? Because I would suggest that the two are separate and they're not always compatible. Jack. I think I think it's a mixture of both. Okay, right. So, um, does drinking uh, the green milk make you less healthy than drinking the blue milk? Well, actually, they did they did a study, and actually, you're you're a lot less to ha- likely to have diabetes if you drink whole milk. Where is this study? Um, I I can get it up for you, Ian. But I, I mean, you've got I don't this in front of your you've got this on your computer screen in front of you now. Geez, yeah. the internet is full of all kinds of wonders. I mean, the, the, starting from the base level of, of beautiful naked bodies, going up to the wonderful, wonderful works of art from all of the great artists around the world, be it music, be it painting, be it sculpture, be it movies. All of this stuff and, and everything in between is available. And you're looking up their health properties of red and green and blue milk? Jack. People have different preferences in life here, and mine just happens to be milk well, quality. Well, in that, exactly. If, if people have different preferences, well, and, and there you have answered it yourself, then well, let them... No, no let me, if you let me finish, are, Jack. People aren't allowed Jack, a preference if, on this. If you, let me, if you let me finish. Um, and uh, uh, if people uh, uh, have different preferences, then, then allow them to have their different preferences. They're hurting themselves, Ian. I can't take it. I, just, How, I uh, think I love too much, Ian. OK, That's t- my problem. time out. Time out. I was going to take time out. Okay. You know what that means? What does that mean, Ian? Well, what do you think it means? I mean, I feel like you're going to hang up. I feel like that's the logical conclusion of this. Well, no, you're wrong. You're wrong. Had. No, you're wrong. Okay. I'm going to hang up. Oh. As, well, hang on. You just said something. Then I've said you're wrong, and you just said you know. So you're all over the shop. Time out. Okay. Okay. Time out. All right, Ian. Um, on a scale of one to ten, how do you and your friends think this phone call is going? I mean, I don't know because I haven't asked them. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm just trying to work out what you're. I why, can't... why are you trying to talk about my social situation when I just want to talk about milk with you? Because I don't Do you believe. You have to turn everything into a power play. <laughs> I don't believe that's what you want to talk about. I'm trying to work what? out. What? Jack, just I calm down. No Jack, Jack, just calm down. I, I, uh, I know you do. I know you do. And I'm just trying to work out if this is a, a prank that you've set yourself or whether uh, it's your friends have set it as a challenge for you. I'm just trying to work out the parameters of this. The only, the only person I know who, who listens to this show is Kadarian. 
and he certainly hasn't set me up for this. Okay. This isn't a prank. I just I want okay. to express my views on milk. Okay. On a national. Well, platform. you've 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 expressed your views on milk uh, as a prank yeah. call. I would say. It's up there with, you know, it's it's, it's up there it's with Kadir's Kadir's calls. It's um, in terms of manners, I'd say you're 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 up there with Kadir in in lack of manners. Um, okay. Oh, you're one to talk, Ian. Look, at, you just had a go at that lady, that poor lady who just wanted to talk about her washing up game. You were going right in there, Ian. Yeah, in terms of manners, you, your your manners are there with Kadir's and Wasim's. Very very poor manners, um, uh, r- rudeness. <laughs> Um, and, and not as clever as you think you are. So I'm going to give you, Jack, I'm going to give you three out of ten. <laughs> That's the same score you gave me last time. Well, it just shows there's no improvement, dude. And, and I know. Yeah. What am I doing wrong, Ian? Could, if, if you were me, what would what? How would you improve, Ian? I would don't tell me. Don't tell me to like jump off the M6 bridge. Well, I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't make a joke about suicide, Jack, because I don't think it's funny having lost people through it. So no, I, I no I'm same. That. Same here. I mean. But, I mean, that's what came to mind when I thought what you'd say to me, because I, I think you hate me, Ian. I don't have any feelings about you. Just you, At the moment, you're just filler. Filler? Like polyfiller? Do I eventually expand and then remain forever? No, no, you, you get cut off quite quite soon. You, you're literally just filling airtime. I'm quite happy with that. OK, I'm not, because, because it's, it's dull. It's um, unimaginative. It's your, it's your ratings, not it's, mine. Ian. It's 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 uh, you, you have displayed complete um, lack of respect and lack of manners, um, and it, it, you're nowhere near as funny or as clever as, as you think you are. Ian, this is this is like you're reading off a script. It's like every time I just want to talk about something. Well, then you, you should maybe you should take it on board. I'm a very wise. I'm a very wise soul. And I think maybe you should take some of my wisdom on board. Why, why do you have to turn everything into a power play when I just want to talk about, like, whole milk or There's something? no power play. I hold all of the powers. There's no play. I hold all of the power. Well, why, well, if you're so confident of your power, why do you have to try and belittle I don't. people? No, I don't, I don't have to. I'm not belittling. I'm pointing out... Um, your inadequacies. If you feel belittled, that's your issue. Well, I'm not belittling you. I'm just, I'm just stating I mean, facts. Okay, why do you have to point out people's inadequacies or perceived inadequacies? Well, they are, they are inadequacies because, because y- what you're doing is, is pathetic. It's not. I just want to talk about milking. No, you don't. And you keep hammering on about that, and you're just, you, you're just embarrassing yourself. It's not working, Jack. Well, I mean, you say that, but I got to talk <clears> about milk. We had a nice chat about milk. I feel satisfied with my milk conversation. Okay, and and, and then it, this it, is this is just yes. My, milk is not a funny word. There are funny words. Milk is not a funny word. Cheese isn't a funny I, word. I'm I'm, aw- I'm aware. I, do, okay. I wasn't Jack, implying that Jack, it was a funny word, Ian. Jack, I'm going to say goodbye. You're a very rude young oh, man. You have oh, that's you have not very kind. You have no. It's it's it is kind. How's that supposed to make me feel? I don't I don't care. But it is kind. It is kind because I'm giving you the gift of my wisdom and my honesty. I think Which if is a you great... took other people's wisdom on, I think you'd be, you know... OK, well, I, I listen a... to... I, I take on a lot of wisdom. Um, but but I, I, you, should be res- you should be grateful that I'm, I am um, being honest with you. Well... Honesty is I... a rare commodity, as, as you I, well I know, like Jack. Every time I ring up in, you just completely misunderstand me by miles. No. Just... no, 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 no. I understand you better than you understand yourself, young man. There is, of course, a simple solution to that. Okay. You don't phone up anymore. 
I just want to talk about some things, and you just you just turn it into this every time. This weird power play. Well, it's, no, you keep bringing up a power play. There is no play. I have the power. You have none. Then, then why do you need to express it when I just want to talk about milk? What's the point of having power if you don't express it? I don't know. Well, I mean, you, you call me rude, but you, you're very you rude. Keep trying to sort. Of... No, I don't. I don't keep doing anything. I, I keep holding a mirror up to you. Just, you keep recoiling from your reflection. Ian. I just tried to talk about milk. That's what I tried to do this evening. Yeah. And, yeah. It, was, and it was dull. And, then, and it was dull. I don't care if it's dull. That's what I wanted to talk to you about. Well, that, but you, you don't have... You don't it. have... Here's, here's an interesting thing. You don't have um, a given right to come on the radio and talk about your boring, made-up subjects. You don't have that why, right. Why is that a made-up subject? You're going back to the no, made-up... No, no, no. Address the issue. You don't, you don't have the right... Real. You don't have the right just to come on a radio show and talk about your, whatever you want to talk about. That's not, that's not an inalienable yeah, right. I'm, a, I'm aware it's not in the... It's not in our... OK, so if you, you come know, and play in my, if you come and play in my back garden, then you play by my rules. That seems obvious. I don't, right? I don't, I don't know what rules I've broken. I just talked about whole milk. OK, Jack. Well, listen... Poor show, but thanks for calling in. Thanks, Ian. Good night. What a what a rude Good. young man. What a horrible, rude young man. Him, Kadir, and Wasim are on my shit list. I, I'll read you an email I got from Wasim. God, it's the most power, passive, aggressive thing of all time. I'll read it to you in a bit. Um, but, but poor old Jack, he, he tried, and it just it just didn't work. Um, 0344 499 1000. This is Talk Radio. The radio show where the owls are not what they seem. Do you or have you ever watched Twin Peaks? The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. We could be dreaming and meeting each other in our dreams. On Talk Radio. Told you it's going to be one of those nights. Hasn't it got a psychedelic twist to it, huh? This, if you weren't in dropping acid in uh, uh, Carnaby Street in 1967, this is as close to it as we're ever going to get. 0344 499 1000. Your wish is our commander, listener. Good evening, Nigel. Oh, good evening, Ian. Good evening. Very sad news about Neil Diamond. Uh, uh, what, has he died? No, he's been found guilty of murder. He's murdered 50 people. No, he died some time ago. No! Neil Diamond. Mm, wow, gosh, well, this is going to be... Well, in this case, this is going to be good news for you. He's got Parkinson's. Oh, oh so that must have been another one I was thinking Must of. have been another Neil Diamond. Maybe that's it was a Neil Diamond... Maybe with a similar voice. I, I, I you're thinking of you're thinking of Jim Diamond. Oh, was it Jim Diamond? Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, sorry. No, Neil Diamond... Oh, so he's been found of what? He's been found alive... Mm. Um, he was he uh, was shipwrecked and found alive on yes. a desert island, but he'd murdered fifty people to survive. Oh, I don't believe that. Hashtag yeah. song sung blue. Um, would you like to Would you like to do a tribute to Neil Diamond? No. Oh, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't listen to his music very much. Ooh, I, yeah. I saw him on the TV. You're right, Nigel. Sod him. Yes. Screw yeah. that loser. Um, did, was you invited to the TV award? I was. Uh, I was invited, and I went. Oh, how did you fit it in with the radio then? I, I went. I, I stuck around for the award that I, my, mm. the show I was in was up for. Mm. Uh, we won the award, and then I came here. Wait, the, the, the Anton Deck was it? The award with you and Anton Deck? It or? was the award with me and Anton Deck. Yes. Oh, that's a good guess. Did I you didn't s- know because I didn't did see you, it all. But... Oh, well, you didn't see it. Well, I was I was up I saw on half st- of it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was, I was up on stage with Anton Deck. Really? Yep. Oh, I'm a, I, I was watching it earlier, the first hour and a half. Then well, I got fed up with it. This was in the first twenty minutes. 
the first day or so, and I got fed up with it, yeah. and then I went this, into this... the bedroom to call my girlfriend, and then I must have missed you yes. a bit. Yes, well, we were on in the first 20 minutes. We were oh. on, the award, I think, was about 10 minutes to 8. So I must have missed the first bit then, yeah, and gone in mm. halfway through. Yes. Oh, well. Never mind. Did you go Sorry in halfway through with your girlfriend? Let's not even ask no. that question. No. <laughs> so what have you got for us tonight, Nigel, on this night of well, nights? I, I, so, did you enjoy it there? Was it was it good? Yes, I enjoyed it, and yes, it was and, good. And you met um, Anton Deck again. I met we... Anton Deck. I put my hand on both their shoulders, and then I mm. shook their hands a little she bit. You were actually on the stage. You were on stage. Yes, I yes, I got. Was on... repeat it later in the night? Do you think? I, I'd probably not. No. Oh, mm. oh well, never mind. Oh. I, I... Mate, perhaps you could make a copy of David Dean. Mm, no, I'm not going to do that. Here's, here's the thing, <laughs> Nigel. Why don't you imagine it? <laughs> you know what they all look like. Use well, your no, imaginarium. Two short people and a tall man. That's it. That's it. <laughs> He's got it. He's got it's it. It's like you were there. Uh, how tall are Ant and Deck? Are they very tall? Uh, no, Ant, no, Deck, Ant is the taller one. Ant mm. is five foot one and Deck, I think, really? is four foot eight. But he wears... five foot six. No, he wears lifts in his shoes, what? so he comes up to about five foot... But, but oh. yeah, and you know um, those orthopaedic shoes for people that have got one yeah. leg shorter than the other? Yes. Well, he's got two of those. Oh. So I'd be taller than them, then. Yep. What are you, then? About 5'10 to 11, something like that. Nearly 6. Well, 5'10, I'd say. OK. Well, that's, so, uh, that's not too bad, is it? That's not 10. too bad in terms... Of if, if, they were, if, if they're going to kill the, the people based on their height, starting from <laughs> the shortest working up, <laughs> you, you, you'd be OK for a while until we, <laughs> until we worked out an escape plan. <laughs> Uh, I've got to sing a quiet, the song quietly because of the neighbours, but I'll do you um, a song, if you, uh, a Frank Sinatra one. But, but um, not Neil Diamond? No, because I haven't got a Neil Diamond song ready. I've got a backing to this one, singing it live. Okie doke. Um, Away you go. So, um, it's a, She Gets Too Hungry. That's, I can't remember. She Gets that. Too Hungry she by Frank... Too hungry. She, gets, she Gets Too Hungry by Frank Sinatra. What's the song called? Now I want to do a song called She Gets Too Hungry. Uh, but that's, uh, that's not the name of the song, though. Oh! It's, um, she gets... No, that's not the same. Um, Ladies of Trump, isn't it? Yeah, Lady Trump. is a Trump, OK. Yeah, here we go, then. Here we go, look forward to I'll, this. I'll just put the... OK, where you go. I'll just press the knob, then. Yep, we go. <laughs> yep. One, two... She gets to... Let's go to Sean. Good evening, Sean. Hi. Hey, Sean. Hey. Um, I, I just wanted to ring up because my um, I've named my dog after Neil Diamond. Just as I thought it was a fitting tribute to to call up about dogs. Maybe have a bit of a, a question to the, the rest of the public about them. Um, just the ir- irritations you have. I was sitting here watching TV and then obviously listening to you on the radio. And the thing that bugs me is you hear that you know that 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 noise that noise of the chewing, and you look over. And you see the dog just chewing at its nuts. It's it's, it's not great. You sure um, it was the dog you... chewing its nuts and not your mum? Oh, it could be. Yeah. No, it had a lipstick. It had the lipstick. Oh, the dog so lipstick. Really That's, there's nothing more embarrassing yeah. than a dog with its lipstick. No, it? it needs to just push it back in. Yeah. It's disgusting. Well, 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 why don't you go and push it back in, Sean? There's a good lad. <laughs> Let's go to uh, Pete. Good evening, Pete. G'day, Ian. How are you going? <laughs> I'm, I'm OK, thanks, Pete. What have you got? Ah, from Fruitcake Calls calling in tonight. Uh, Yeah, last night, I believe you were asking why people call in talk shows. Yeah. And I've been thinking about this for a while now. Uh, And I think I've got the answer. 
OK. Whereabouts are you from, Pete? Australia, mate. Which part of Australia? Ealing, mate. Sorry? Ealing. Ealing, Australia. Yeah. Whereabouts is that in Australia? Uh, like West, Lo- West New London. OK. Thank- thanks for calling, Pete. It's India. <laughs> oh, Pete, I didn't realise you had a punchline. I'm sorry, buddy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He was Look at fa- this, I've just been sent. What's that? Should I press go? Yeah, go on. What's that? Uh, it's a gif of someone orgasming. Yeah. Why has he sent you that? Um, don't know. Apparently he's hashtag woke. Um, right, I'm blocking him. I'm blocking him. Don't send videos like that to my mate. Crying out loud. Blocking him. Um, sorry, um, Pete, I'm sorry. He had a gag and I ruined Pete, if you want to call back and do the gag, I'll let you do it. I'm sorry, Pete. I stump, I, I, I trampled all over that because I was suspicious because of the milk call, Pete. We'll get Pete back, get him back, and let's get him back on and we'll let him do that after the, the top of the hour because that was beautiful and I feel a little bit guilty there. Sorry, Pete. That was Normally I'm quite good at sensing where it's going and I, I didn't there, so I apologise. Uh, Jonathan and Chuck, stay there. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Tribute to Neil Diamond. Um, well, it does raise, we did ask this the other day. Why do people call phone in radio shows and I, I wouldn't mind exploring that a little bit uh, more not necessarily this show because this show is different from all of the other phone in shows that are on in that we sit here and we talk nonsense but why why people phone up to talk about to, to think that them sharing their opinion on brexit or trump or muslims why that has um, oh, oh hang on a second yes nigel we just lost you just at the end but we got the whole we got it apart from the last little bit you got it all in, in most we got it, it all in, in. As the actress oh, said to the bishop. <laughs> Here we go. Thanks very much indeed. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. America, everywhere that flags unfurled, they're coming to America. How are they getting there? On the boats and on the planes, they're coming to America. Ever looking back again, they're coming to America. It was a little bit early, so on the boats and on the planes. They're coming to America. Still, still coming. Never looking back again. They're coming to America. Don't it seem to you? Oh. I don't know the words. Ian. I don't know the words to this one. I thought I knew this one. Hang on a minute. America. I tell you what's through me is it doesn't have the, the speaky bit at the beginning. I was going to do the speaky bit. That's right. It's the music's fault. Yeah. Oh, I was right. 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 We don't have to, we don't have to do it again. Never looking back to the end. They're calm. I was right. To it seem so far away. But we're travelling like today In the eye of the storm 
in the eye of the storm. Home to a new and a shining place. Make our bed and we'll say our grace. Freedom's light burning warm. Freedom's light burning warm. There we go. Everywhere around the world, they're bloody coming to America. Every time that flags are unfurled, they're bloody coming to America. Got a dream to take them there. They're coming to America. Got a dream they come to share. They're coming to America. When though? They're coming to America. They're coming to America. They're coming to America. They're coming to. Uh, they're coming today. Oh. They're today. <laughs> today. Today. Yes. Today. This is for the ladies. My country, tis of thee. Sweet land of liberty. Of thee I sing. Key change coming. Of thee I sing. Today. Today. Did it with my eyes closed because I meant it. Today. Today goes on and on and on. It's not, not quite as good that song as I remembered it. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Let's go to Jonathan from uh, from uh, wherever he may be. Good evening, Jonathan. Evening, Ian. Evening, Jonathan. What have you got for us tonight? Uh, you should do a, a testosterone test on the radio. Oh, a testosterone test. Yeah, sure. Or uh, yeah, why not? Okay, how do we do it? Where's, where, what is it? What do I have to do? Uh, well, you have to measure your levels of testosterone. Do I have to um, ejaculate into a jar? I don't think so. Could I do that anyway? If you wanted. Thanks. Um, OK, well, how do you do it? What do you do? Well, I'm, not, I'm not sure exactly. All I know is that uh, a, couple of, a couple of guys uh, took a <laughs> testosterone test. Yep. yep. And they were all found to have below uh, average level. What the hell are you saying about... Can we not just, to save time, can we just not just call it a test? Because the yeah. testos- testosterone test, te- test, yeah. you, say, so you should do a test. And every time anyone says anything about a test, we instant... Inst- Get the jars out. We know it's a testosterone test. Right, okay, yeah. guys, okay? Yeah. And if it's not a testosterone test, then they can specify driving test... Spelling uh, test. Uh, seeing test, um, stuff like that. What do they call a seeing test? There's a word... An eye test. That's it, that's the fella. Thank you very much indeed. Um, uh, so who are these people um, that have got more uh, oestrogen than testosterone? in their bodies. I know. Yes? Women. Ooh, she's quick for a girl. Yeah, well, well, the, guy, the guys who took the test had below uh, levels of uh, 300 and so, and hey. it, they put it down to uh, overconsumption of soy products. <laughs> soy products, you say? Right. Yeah. Mm. Well, there not there isn't there an issue that all of the fish are turning female? Is this true? Because of... Um, 
the amount because right, of contraceptive. The contraceptive, in the, water. the contraceptive pill is is estrogen, mm-hmm. right? So women are peeing out um, like high high concentrates of estrogen, which then goes down the lavvy, goes down the drains, and you know how water works; it ends up in the sea. And so the fish are like, om, 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 chomping on this, oh. and they're, they're turning into into Nancy boys. No, they're not. But they're, 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 over time, they are evolving so that there are more lady fish than men fish, and that means that we're not going to have any fish at some point. Think yeah, it's not just. Uh... Uh, uh, birth control, though it's plastic in uh, general, because there are mimickers in the uh, plastic. Hang on, I don't think microbeads turn fish gay, do they? Um, I don't think it's. I just. I just think it's uh, plastic itself. It gives off uh, estrogen mimickers. Okay. Does does it? Yeah. So they eat it, and that has the same effect as as yeah. eating or drinking estrogen. Yeah. Isn't that plastic? plastic? Here's the thing, right? Um, I remember being a kid, and we would laugh at the olden days, like the 40s, with Bakelite. And Bakelite was basically kind of an old-fashioned plastic. Hard, brittle plastic, yeah. yeah. Um, And we would laugh at that, and we would celebrate in the 70s and 80s our plastic world. Everything was plastic, and boy, oh boy, we were wonderfully happy with that. And now we're all starting to go, um... Maybe plastic's not the best idea that we've ever had as a species. And um, it's we're all realising that actually plastic has screwed the planet. We've screwed the planet up more in the last 40 years um, with plastic than we have done with pretty much anything else. Well, you can have plastic substitutes by uh, using hemp oil. You really are an old head. Hey, did you listen to um, Howard Hughes on Sunday and the Nostradamus bullshitter? <gasps> yes. What did you make of his bullshine? Uh, it could have been longer. It was on for about an hour, wasn't he? No, only about 40 minutes. Oh, ago. I apologise. He, uh, was he, he the one who had the mood and the tood? He was quite... I only heard like the last 10, 15 minutes of it. By the way, if you don't know, Howard Hughes does a great show on talk radio, Sunday oh. nights, um, 10 o'clock. Uh, uh, the unexplained, and it's all kind of weird and wonderful stuff. And he had this guy on talking about Nostradamus. I heard the last ten minutes, but yeah, he he really had an attitude, didn't he? Yeah, uh, he's probably used to journalists taking the uh, mick out of him. Though. Well, they, they no, should research. They should research Howard Hughes because he's the only one that, that gives him a fair crack of the whip. But Howard Hughes said to him at one point, very politely, "Oh, you're losing me a bit now." And he said, "Well, that's because you think in black and white, and I talk colour." Well, you talk bullshine, dude. If people right. can't follow you, then they, they, that's, that's your fault. Um, okay, Jonathan, thank you, mate. Thanks. Shut up. Let's go to Chuck Winkle. Evening, Chuck. <laughs> Uh, no, give it up. Hello, Chuck. Uh, how how the how how the cowboy? Howdy, Chuck. Yeah. Uh, right. Okay. Don't send it off. Is it is it a good time, Chuck? Have we have we come to you at a bad time? Uh, but, uh, well, it's uh, potentially a, a bad time for uh, where the the world. Let's put it that way. Well, what's what's going on now, Chuck? And we're getting um. Right. Hello. No. But, yeah, we get them the report for a while, but uh, it's a big one. What do you mean? What, what, what do you mean? It's the big one. America, uh, Russia, we we we're at war. Sorry. 
When is this breaking news now? Yeah, we got an official line coming from the commander in chief, Donald Trump, uh, from the White House. Um, Flip. Get a few... Yeah. Flipping it. That is. Out... What, 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 so what's happening? Because I haven't heard anything about this. Well, I, I got a, uh, we got a, ta- a transcript from uh, the actual Donald Trump himself. If you want me to read it for you. Yes, please, if you could. Uh, okay. Say, Russia, Russia. They know. They know Russia, and and let me tell you. So they they know what's coming. We got we got bombs. We got the biggest bombs, and the guys, yep. the guys, great guys, great guys in America. Yes. Uh, they go they go and go over there, drop big bombs, and the, great. I love that. So this is verbatim. Right. Have you started reading out the statement yet, or is that you? No, that was a, that was the statement. Oh, b- blimey. Okay. Yeah. Um. So should people. Should people be panicked? Well, I bloody act, John Wayne. I mean, it's well, well, isn't it? Okay, all right. Well, I tell you what, we'll do. Let's uh, phone up. Um, should we phone up the National Guard in America to see uh, what measures they're putting in place to deal with this? I uh, keep it down, my sir. Keep it down. Okay. Yeah. You'll be phoning up the National Guard. I'll let you speak to them, Chuck. Okay. Right. No, they've... Hang on a minute. Where, where's that gone? Where's that gone? Where have we lost that? Where have we lost? Here we go. 4.30 p.m. Please hang up and dial 703-601-6767. Again, that number is 703-601-6767. Okay, let's give them a call. They've just given us... It's quite noisy where you are, Chuck. Is everything okay? Are you, are you, are well, you in a top-secret bunker? Now, we're at the American News Yes, Please Network. It's very busy, uh, you know, with the, the, the news that uh, we've gone to war with Russia. OK, let's try. This is the National Guard in America. Let's keep our fingers crossed. I'm going to Little Canada and Spike Corner. Now, Jack and Ari. Quite a time, I quite a time. Sounds like they're already on it. Thank you for calling the National Guard Bureau press desk. If you are a member of the media and have reached this recording Monday through Friday between the hours of 7 a.m. and 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, please hang up and dial 703-607-2584 for immediate assistance. Bloody hell, all right. normal duty hours. This is flipping heck. Uh, I think this is the uh, repercussion from the, the declaration of war. Yeah, well, this is it. They must be very, very busy. Let's try. Right. Let's try this. Okay, here we go. Here we go. <clears throat> okay. Fingers crossed. Mm. Yeah. Fingers crossed for the the well, darling. The the bloody war. Why is it got a UK? Yeah, that's the UK. Mm. Uh, Who's this? 
Thank you for calling the National Guard Bureau Public Affairs Office. If you are a member of the media and have reached this recording Monday through Friday between the hours of 7 a.m. and 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, please hang up and dial 703-601-6767 to reach a member of our press. Uh, right, we did that. Right, well, we'll tell you what we'll do. We're just going to dial an American number at random, okay? Yeah, Cause, right Because that's really um, starting to get on my wick. Uh, here we go. Let's try this. There's really going to be the end of the world down there. I you? know. Here we go. We're just finding up a number at random in America. Right. Come on, guys. Pick up, pick up, pick up. Hi, this is Ed Doherty. I'm currently away from my desk. Uh, right. Please leave a message. Thanks. Yeah. At the tone, please record your message. When you are finished recording, hang up or press 1 for more options. Uh, hey, uh, that's uh, Chuck Winkle from the American News Yes, Please Network. Uh, you want to maybe get your sweet ass out of there, because we at war with Russia. Uh, we definitely at war with Russia. Coming out of the White House, big to holy. Uh, so just watch your ass, mate, and, uh, you know, get yourself out of America. It's all going to kick off over soon. Right. You finished, uh, you finished, Chuck? Uh, yes, I was finished. Uh, I forgot his name already. Jesus oh. Christ. Okay, well, that's great. Well, thanks for calling, Chuck. Yeah, God bless all of you. Okay, well, well it's, a, it's a dark night, isn't it? It's a dark old night. If America is at war uh, with Russia, we'll try and get a statement to see whether we, I guess, will be at war with Russia. Um, okay, well... It's a war special, 03444991000. Let's go see if we can compile a list. War gets such a bad name, but war, what is it actually good for? Let's try and come up with ten things that war really is good for. 03444991000, this is Talk Radio. Neon-lit night talk for torch singers, trolley dollies, and train wrecks like me. Mm. Never know just where the conversation will take you. What I'm going to say sounds ridiculous. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. We're compiling a list. War, what is it actually good for? Um, war is good for medical advances. The glue they put in wounds was developed during the Vietnam conflict. That's where we got super glue from. Mm. It's from Vietnam. So that's a great thing. So let's, let's put, we're going to get t- top ten list of things that war is good for. Number one, glue. I quite like the um, World War Two posters. Posters. They were quite snazzy, weren't they? There we go. Posters. There we go. Perfect. We're doing some great stuff. Good evening, CJ. What you got for us? Hello. Uh, I think war is good for socks. Yep. Why is that? Uh, because because socks advance the, m- the more wars happen because in the trenches they need bigger boots, bigger socks, bigger yes. f- and to help the feet. Yes. Um, I don't think you could find. Excuse me. The the last sock advancement was in the 1950s. I think it was about 1956. I don't know. I haven't read the a long time ago. I read the book. When um, remember when you were a kid and you'd watch old movies, mm-hmm. and in the old movies the gentleman would take sometimes take his trousers off and he would have little things holding his socks up. Oh, suspenders! Suspenders to hold his socks up. And as a kid, you'd, I'd look at that and go, "Well, what is that?" And of course, that was before they put elastic at the top of the of the hole in the sock, and that was the last sock. Advancements. You're saying no. there's more? Go on. Yes. 
because I think in the 90s yes. is when they started putting little rubber treads on the bottom of some oh, socks yes. to stop grandparents and children slipping over. And also in the 90s, 90s they went sock crazy. Yep. Uh, they also did that thing where they um, uh, it had individual toes, toes. in the socks. Did like, you ever try those? Y- yes, I did, and it was bloody weird, but I wish I'd stuck with it. I really think it was the way forward. We're wearing, basically, we're wearing mittens <coughs> on our feet. Mm. Um, and you know who wears uh, mittens on their hands? Children and Eskimos. Um, wow. So I don't want to be racist or ageist, but those guys are idiots. Um, so, there is yes. no reason to rang up. Um, I just tweeted you um, a video clip yes. um, of the boss. Yes. And they, it wasn't a, um, a jokey one. It was it was a genuine um, conversation with video from, from, from okay. Danny saying, um, this is what we do with talk radio. We, we invest in okay. talent. But the reason people. I'm suspicious is because you send quite nasty videos about Danny and stuff. And he, the thing is, right, he's my boss, right? Yeah. And he signed me up for another two years. So, so yeah. uh, you know, I've got, I've got a oh, lot... This is where things get interesting. Oh. Forgive, forgive me for the interruption. Yes. Um, I've spoke to Denny. Okay. Um, uh, where do they get interesting? I speak to him every day. Well, not every day. Because once, um, he, he messaged me on Twitter saying, uh, thanks for the funny videos. Yeah. Appreciate that. And he followed me on Twitter. And when I'm glad you saw the funny side of it. Uh, keep up the good work. And I just wanted to send that video just to sort of... Well, there you go. You see, and that shows what a great boss he is, the fact that he's reaching out to to people that many might perceive as uh, trolls. Listen, he's got a tough old gig, right? He's got a a balancing act of of artistic uh, uh, creativity and free spirit and also running a business that is governed by pounds and listeners. Shut up for a second. Shut up for a second. Um, And uh, I think he's he's done a brilliant job with the first two years and we now enter the second two years and he's going from strength to strength. And, uh, you know, and I, I consider him a boss. I consider him kind of a friend, although, you know, I don't really hang out. But I've got a lot of respect for him. I've had some flipping brilliant arguments with Denny. We're at the end of it. We've both, on the phone primarily, but we've both metaphorically shook hands and uh, walked away. I couldn't have done that with my bosses at some of the other places. Big, no, big, big arguments about, about massive dif- disagreements on... Um, the direction this show should go in and stuff like that. And at the end of it, we've, we've kind of shook hands and, and still had the same um, r- respect for each other. So, you know, I just... OK, well, I'm, well, you know, good, good. And that's what the video was. That well, then, there you go. It was him complimenting yourself. There we go. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, let's go to... I'm not sure how long we'll... It says Donald Trump, but let's see. Good evening. Congratulations, Donald Trump. No, it's, President it's, Trump. It's a piss poor Donald Trump soundboard. And there we go, the switchboard is empty. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Um, let, let, let me read you an email. Um, this is from Wasim, uh, former caller to the show. I'll read this out. Hi, Ian. Now, this is the guy that phones up, and it's just, it's just weird. It's just weird on the phones. Just weird. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards always sends a passive-aggressive email. First of all, he took exception to being what he thought was being cut off. But the thing is, we don't have yeah. a fader in here, so everyone gets cut everyone off. Everyone gets cut off. And also, he kind of says he likes it when I dish out the treatment to other people. But it's that thing of people thinking they, they get the show, so they should be exempt from, from the, the, the rules, in inverted commas, of the show. Hi, Ian. I doubt you would even care. But I just wanted to say the assumptions you made about me the other day when I called in were totally false and very judgmental. I was also surprised at Kath calling me possessive. Very mean of her, considering I thought she was cool up to that point. And especially at the end of the show where you went by the camera and called me a perv, as well as earlier on accusing me of sending in that cookie which you found out was Kadir the next day. It's like being the dinner lady at school with these guys. Also, I don't think I called 
him possessive. I said some listeners get possessive. Well, this is this is if you if you don't know what passive aggressive means, listen to this. Whenever I've ever called your show, I've never sought to try and take it over. I just had my own contribution to make, which I thought I was allowed to do like everyone else. And the reason why I act weird on occasions is because I want to be a bit of an idiot on purpose, given how that kind of thing seems to be encouraged on the show. Au contraire, no, the thing that's encouraged is people phoning up and being themselves. If they're idiots, they're idiots. Um, People phoning up and being themselves. Um, I've heard you take on people like Ken and Paul on your show in the past from podcasts that are available and loved how you put them in their rightful places. I said, did you miss me the other day? Because I was going to follow it up with a joke, not to try and be arrogant or push the show in the way that I want it to go, and nor do I have any sense of entitlement whatsoever. I have said my piece, so take care, dude, and I will gladly F off now. Okay. So what that means is, I've, I've done my bit, I don't, I don't want you to reply. I replied. This is my reply. You're actually insane. He replied. I'm not actually lol, and I'm not going to trade insults via email, Ian. Take care. So basically, <laughs> he, can he wants to one. dish out the, the insults. He'll say they weren't insults. But I'm not allowed to reply. So I replied. No, you're going to insult me and then run away. Seriously, man, the worst case of passive aggression I've ever encountered. Never phone my show again. He replied. Ian, get over yourself, please. Did you write please? No. (laughs) I don't need to insult you. I'm a very genuine person and I say what I think, Okay, There you go, you see. uh, I have a member of my family that does this and I've met people who say what they think and if you can't deal with that, that's tough. But those people then can't take it when... Someone else says what they think about them. They can't take it. That's, that's mean, that's rude, that's attacking. But they're allowed to say what they think. Mental health has been a problem for me in my life, as has bullying. So when I initially called your show, it was to talk about this. I have no intention whatsoever of calling your show. It's not the be-all and end-all of radio shows. Damn, man, you seem to like to accuse people of things that you are guilty of yourself. Ooh. Bye. So he's got to leave, he's got, he's got to leave it with a thing. So I replied, I think it's you that needs to get over yourself, buddy. So far, the end. It won't, won't be, be the, the end. end. It's never over. It won't be the end. And he'll, he'll call up again at some point. And um, he's welcome to call up. But just, you know, I, I, I just, there's, a, there's um, and I don't know if it's the jungle that's attracted them. I mean, the jungle's attracted so many lovely callers and listeners, so many. But there is this thing, this sense of entitlement, this thing that people think they know me, that they get the show, and, and, and there's just something. And there's been a few of them. And the caller we had earlier and um, another guy, just a, a few of them calling up who kind of, you know, d- d- just seem to... I, I don't know. Sounds like bombs mixed with farts. Like, uh, 
Paddock fell asleep. <laughs> you all right? You, you should... Shut Bruce, John, you and stay there. We'll come to you in a bit. This is The Late Night Alternative with me, Ian Lee, her, Catherine Boyle on Talk Radio. No rules nocturnal nattering for nightbirds, nurses and Nosferatu. <laughs> All right, cool. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. 0344 is the phone number if you want to give us a call. We're kind of taking our hats off to Neil Diamond, who's announced today that he's retiring from live uh, touring because he's got Parkinson's. And um, if anyone's ever... I've seen Neil Diamond live, I'm going to say eight times. It could be more, but eight times. And man alive, one of the greatest live performers out there. And I wish I'd gone to see... I didn't go and see him this tour at the O2. I didn't... You think, it'll, it'll, it'll be round again. He comes around every two years, two, three years, and, and that was it. That was the last one. He's had to cancel his tour of um, Australia and the Far East and all of that. Um, he's got Parkinson's. He says he's still going to carry on recording, which is great. So there'll be more uh, good songs, but no more good concerts like that. Uh, which, it's a real shame. And uh, it's this thing that I was saying, you've got to see these people while they're still there. I'm going to go, if Dylan does a show this year, I'm going to go and see Dylan. It's going to be rubbish. His voice is, is, is awful. Um, but I, I, I want to be Dylan. I want to say I've seen Dylan. Mm-hmm. I've seen McCartney a couple of times. I do think we should take that night off in May and go and see Sparks. Yeah. Um, Bare Naked Ladies are playing in April. I'm going to take a night off and go and see them. Um, uh, I, I, I do think if there are pop stars or rock stars or classical musicians or, or singers or that you like, um, and they, they announce a tour, go and see them, man. Go and see them because you just don't know what you don't know what's going to happen. Particularly for me, because all the people I like are from the sixties and seventies, and they are now in their sixties and seventies. Um, and I'm amazed every time I go and see the Beach Boys. I think, well, that's the last time I'm seeing those guys, and they they surprise me eighteen months later, which is wonderful. Um, but you've got to go and see these people. And I, I'm, I'm going to kick myself that I didn't go and see Diamond this time. But I've seen him so many times. And I've taken my mum quite a few times and um, seen him a couple of times without her. And it's it, just just wonderful shows. And it's I think it's really, really sad. Uh, you, you know, and, of course, there'll be people going, well, my granddad's got um, Parkinson's and you're not sad. I, do you know what? I am sad about anyone who gets Parkinson's because it's such a horrible, horrible disease. Um, it's not in my life, but I know there's, there's a lot of similarities between that and MS, which is in my life, a lot of similarities. So I, I kind of know um, the effects it has. And any disease that, um, that, that that makes, you know, giant people small, like Parkinson's, like MS, like Alzheimer's, then they're so shitty. And I just think, it, you know, really sad to hear that about Neil Diamond today. And I, I grew up with Neil Diamond, you know. Um, my parents were working a lot, so they sent me to his house. That's a joke. Uh, you, you know, my, my parents parents would listen to Neil Diamond and Dr Hook that was the music I was raised on and as a kid I hated it and then I realised it was all brilliant um so that's kind of got me down a bit today. So we're taking our hats off to, uh, to Neil. We might do a little bit more seeing later on if, if the vibe is strong. Um, but you can call in about other stuff as well. We've talked about the National Television Awards, passive aggression, um, and anything else that you fancy. We'll go. We're trying to compile a list of what war is actually good for. As it turns out, America is at war with Russia. So far, we've got glue and posters. I'm not putting socks down. I don't think sock development has uh, been advanced no. much. I mean, you could throw it in with uniforms. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, everyone, everyone loves a sexy soldier. Oh my. Um, although for me, for me, it's it's the the police lady. I like the police lady. The police lady. Yeah, I do. And when I on the way home. There's a petrol station in Hammersmith that's open all night, but it's, it's one where you can go in. And um, I, I, there's a guy in there that always wants to talk to me about um, radio and stuff, and I kind of... Uh, so I'm trying to avoid it. But I go in there, and it's obviously a stop-off point for coppers. So Right, like Nando's. Yeah, yeah. So I, I end, I'm in there about half past one, quarter to two, and there, there can be as many as, like, 12 coppers in there, and... There's there's police ladies in there, police officers. Um, they're they're police ladies, and there's just something. There's just there's just something going on there. Authority. I I told you that when I was working at another radio station, LBC, and I came out. It's when they used to send me a cab to pick me up, and I came out, and this police car drove past with um, two police ladies in. And it drove past really slowly. I was just stood yeah. there and it drove past really slowly. And they drove past and I thought, okay. Then they, they, they came back and they pulled over and they said, everything all right? I said, oh, yeah, I've just... And they recognised me. This is... I said, yeah, I'm just waiting for a cab. They said, oh, do you want a lift? Wow. And I went, no, I'm waiting for a cab. It'd be all right. They said, oh, well, if you're sure. And they drove off. And as they drove off, I thought, oh, no. Oh no! What have I done? That was so stupid. They, oh no! My mum had a similar proposition in the nineteen seventies from two male police officers. It was slightly yeah. less sexy than that. Yeah. It was actually like horrible. Oh really? Yeah. Well, I don't. Told you to hop in the back. Oh no! I don't. Mm. I don't condone. Nineteen seventies, in it? I don't condone that, but I condone what happened to me a lot. I, really, I condone that so much. <laughs> um, let's go to John. Good evening, John. Hi, Ian. Hi, Catherine. You all right? Hi, yeah. What you got for us, John? Um, well, first off, I just want to say that I have um, red milk in my tea and green milk in my coffee. So uh, Red I milk think... in the tea, green milk in the coffee. Um, yeah. Yeah, the, I, I find the colour of milk in, in hot drinks doesn't make so much... I don't really notice it. I notice it on... You notice it on cereal. Cereal, I, definitely. I yeah. wouldn't put red milk on cereals. No. You, no, you'd, no. you notice it colour-wise, but I don't think you'd notice it with a blindfold on. No. Because, no, you know, your no, tea does look stronger with a red milk in. It, it's just a touch creamier for me for tea, for the, the green... Even the green milk. I, I, can, I can enjoy... I've really got into shreddies recently, much to the disappointment of my boys, because it means they've got no shreddies. And I can have, <laughs> like, three bowls of shreddies Boom! Straight like that. Do you, have, do you have them neat, or do you put stuff on them? No, I, no. Just, just what stuff are you putting on shreddies? I put milk on. What? I put banana and honey on my shreddies. And your shreddies? I wouldn't yeah. do that. On, I, I would. I wouldn't hack shreddies. Um, but I, I, I like agreement. And I said to the caller, uh, Jack, that um, blue milk was was too rich for me. I, blue milk on shreddies, I can dig. We don't. We don't get blue milk anymore in our house. But Wait, I, I could dig it on shreddies. We don't. We, do you remember, you used to get the milk bottles in, in, the, in this time of year, they'd freeze and you'd have the cream rice at the top, yeah. with the lid through the top yeah. of the thing. Yeah. Hey, well, yeah. you, 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 milk, milk, um, where's, where's the Daily Mail? 
Because milk, milk deliveries are coming back. You've seen this? I've, already, I've got one. You've seen this? I wouldn't have seen it. I don't, I don't read a Daily Mail, Faith. No, nor do I. It's, um, it's racist and obnoxious. But Return yeah. of the Milkman. I read it so you guys don't have to. Um, glass <laughs> milk bottles that can be returned, washed and reused are making a comeback yep. as the backlash against plastic grows. Milk doesn't come... Oh, backlash. Getting... Backlash. Doorstep deliveries of glass bottles are up by a quarter in just two years to about one million, according to industry body Dairy UK. With families turning away from plastic, the traditional milkman is the best option for those who are switching to relatively heavy glass bottles. Right, tell you why I went to a milkman. Yeah, uh, well, you sure you want to tell Robin us? Robin Asquith. Is... Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, he's your husband, listening, <laughs> eh? <laughs> Did you, did you, I, I nearly said something. I nearly said something really offensive that basically tied in with your comment about the police officers, yeah. where they said to your mum, "Do you want <laughs> to come in, in the, the back?" back yeah. yeah. I know, isn't that? Gosh, and we're friends. I stopped myself. Good. There we go. You still thought it? Yeah. Censorship. Well, if, if I if I thought, well, hang on a minute. If I thought it, is it a crime? Thought police? Well, you told me about it, so it is kind of putting that into my mind too, oh, I, I even without to... saying it. So it's it's a, even more. It was subtle. a humble brag. Mm. Hashtag humble brag. Anyway. Yes. I got the milkman because when I first had uh, little babies yes. and they go to milk yes. right? and they've got milk and everything haven't they because yeah. you're supposed to like fill them full of dairy um, I found myself going into like Tesco every day and yeah. you never just buy milk you always yeah. end up buying extra crap and I was spending a fortune so to keep me out of Tesco's we've got right. a milkman well how often does he deliver like once a, well he used to deliver more often but now that we're a bit more grown up and yeah. I don't, I'm not there very often during the day Can... like once it uh, three times a week. Can I tell you the thing? The sexiest image in the world, John, and this this this, this Go goes back to me being a kid, right? Talk about things, weird things that that stimulate you, right? Yeah. And even now, just thinking of it gets me it gets me horny. Right? Oh God! A milk bottle. Mm. You were never allowed it as a kid. A milk bottle. Full of orange juice. Oh, Remember yeah. they used to do oh, those. You still get the, yeah, you get them in the shop still. Oh, my corner shop does it God, now. Still. I would love to be holding an ice cold milk bottle, oh. pop the lid, and just chug it down orange juice. Do you want me to order you one? Oh yes, I do. <laughs> All right, man. Yes, I do. And I tell you what, we'll do, guys. We'll film it and we'll put it online. You can watch me drinking it. Yeah. Watch me stroking one out. Oh, my God. No, there's a, the, the drink in the orange. That's what it means. Anyway, John, what, did we, what have well, you called uh, in for, you pervert? While we're on that, if the milkman's coming back, are they going to bring the Corona Man back where you used to wash your bottle out and get 10p back for your bottles? Your bottles are for your drink. <laughs> well, that, no, you joke about that, but th- there's talk about doing that, isn't there, to, for recycling? Because no one recycles anymore. Yeah, but not a man in a van. Did a man in a van used to yeah. Hang on. Yeah, yeah, he's come out of a crate of pop. Yeah. So hang on. So he you, he would deliver pop yeah. and you drink it and then you clean yeah. the bottle and he collect yeah. it. Give the bottle back and ten p on the lid. So you, you could take it to your local shop and they give you ten pence. My, my gran and granddad used to get it right, yeah. and they used to keep it. And it must be a throwback to when they had an outside yeah. outside toilet. Yeah. They used to keep it in the downstairs toilet, all the pop. I remember um, taking the um, seltzer sprays. All right. I remember taking those back to the shop. And I remember taking them back quite a lot. But who was who was who was drinking seltzer? What is it? What what do you do with it? It's like tonic water. It's fizzy tonic water. Right. So you spray it into your, like your drinks. You remember what, the things? booze? So you got your big. It's like a bit. Do you remember these, John? So it's like a big glass I, bottle with but a like spray a on white, it. With like a with like an almost like an ivory style. Yeah, 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 like exactly. Trigger, trigger like on it. Stream thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Them, and you yeah. would take them back, and you would get money back. And I remember taking no, loads of those back. But my no one in my family really drank spirits or was was. Was do where, where do we get them from, Joe? My sister, where do we get them from? 
because when I was growing up, it, it, we had the um, we had like an only Paul's Horses style bar. Oh, classy! Glass, smoky glass top bar with the front panel, you know, all cushioned. And so behind there, by the bar, we had those that you were just talking about the spritzers, and we had um, crusher milkshakes and all that sort oh, of stuff. Oh, I so love a crusher milkshake. I don't know where we got them from, but yeah, we had those in the house all the time. I, can I just say, Crusher, I don't know what you've done with your formula, guys, but go back to the old days. We, you have, we, we had same, a bottle of strawberry Crusher that must have been in our cupboard 12 years. And every summer we'd get like two, you know, crush a, 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 a glass full of milk, cr- the strawberry Crusher. There's nothing like it. Nothing like it. Have you seen these ones for lazy kids now where they make, they've got the milkshake pebbles in the straw? So you don't even have to make the milkshake up. You just stick the straw in the milk and suck it through the well, no. and make it, it makes the milkshake as you go up you through the straw. You suck it through the straw? Well, you used to get, um, we're doing a little bit of nostalgia, but I don't mind. Weren't, yeah, weren't, they, like, called, yeah. weren't they called Humphreys? Do you remember Humphreys? That was a straw that was full of like milkshake powder. And so you would, you would get this straw and you'd open it. And pour it. Look out! There's a Humphrey about. Wasn't that Humphrey? And you would get oh. the straw, and it would pour. The powder would go in, and you'd store it, and you'd slurp it up. Look out! There's a Humphrey oh. about. Oh, you see, these are. This doesn't fall out. These are little pellets that are just wedged into the straw. So as you drink the milk through, wow, it, it turns it. See, I, I did that with my Kit Kat chunky. Never one end of a Kit Kat chunky, both ends off, and drink this tea through your Kit Kat chunky. Turns oh. it to the chocolate straw. I'm, in, I'm intrigued by. So it's like a water, it's like a reverse water filter. You suck through a straw, you, you suck milk through a straw, straw. in your mouth. It's, it's a delicious milkshake. milkshake. Imagine, yeah. well, that's... And you if you wanted to go fighting. crazy, you could have the strawberry and a chocolate at the same time and have double hit. Wow. What, put one straw on top of the other? No, two no, straws. Each other. Oh, two straws. Oh, yeah, no, that would work. Yeah. I get that, I get that, OK. Yeah, yeah. Well, John, you've opened up my eyes. See, uh, and I've been, I, I put myself on a self-imposed ban because uh, you called me up from the rabbit hole a while ago and I muffed the call-ups. This is my first call back since then. <laughs> oh, mate, you're a good sport. Well, I'm glad you called in, John. That was a good one. Thank you, mate. Uh, speak again. Ta-ta. Ta-ta. What a nice guy. James and uh, Ewan, stay there. We'll come to you in a bit. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Am I right? Was that Humphrey? Look out, there's a Humphrey about. And it was I've, a heard, store. I've heard it, but I don't but know I what I might be mixing was. up two things. I remember having one in a field. Um, sorry, I do. I just remember in a field on like a fate. There's like a like a like a Britwell Carnival or something. And uh, anyway, it means nothing to you guys. Let's go to the break. A star-crossed soapbox for Sailor Boys, oh. Stable Girls, oh, I'm on the end. And Stripper Grands. It depends who you with, and it depends on the situation. Late night speech radio with a difference. Thank you. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. So we're now looking at these milk straws, quick milk. I'm confused because I'm going to get the kids. I love that. It's strawberry, chocolate, and, and a yellow one. Um, I can only imagine what flavour that is. Um, but then I'm looking at it on Amazon, which is the place we all go to, of course, when we want to buy stuff and we want to buy it quickly. So we go there. Um, 40% of America, last year, 40% of online shopping done in America was done on Amazon. I'm surprised it's not higher. No, but, but if, but if you include all shop, all retail, it's only like 2%. It's interesting, isn't it? Wow, yeah. Radio 4. Um, but, so I'm confused, right? Because there's a pack of five quick milk magic sipper chocolate. 60 pence, right? But that's part of the Amazon Fresh. I don't even know what that is. Oh, is that, um, yeah, uh, grocery deliveries. Right. And then I can get... Th- but then you can get 30 straws for £9. Yeah. Well, that seems... That seems... So, hang on, how much would 30 be if they were six, 60 pence for five? Oh, God, don't look at me. 
5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. So six times six... It's 36. Three, three pounds 60. Um, so that's like a markup of, of like 300%. Yeah, but one is... Are they the same brand? Because they might be the nasty... Like... Yeah, they're the, same, they're the same brand, Dr Milk. Well, I don't know. Um, I'm so confused. But then you can get 50 straws, but they're the banana flavour, for £10. I don't want to get 50 banana ones. Why are we doing this on air? I don't know. Why don't we get, like, one of the three flavours and split them and see if they like them first? OK. Good evening, James. Hello. I think it's to get kids into cocaine early. Uh, the gateway it, it, it could be. It could be the gateway to... I don't, I don't think you... I, I've not read the instructions, but I'm sure our last caller said you sucked on the straw, you didn't, you didn't snort the straw. I, oh, I, yeah. don't yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know, and I don't want to give out um, uh, uh, inappropriate advice. I, w- I wouldn't know anyway. Um, Ian, do you think... Well, what ruined um, Bob Dylan for me was someone telling me that he sounds like Mr Burns, and now I can't hear yeah. any of his stuff without... without think, especially I Want You. I know what it's you mean. Just, I know what you mean. That, that one does sound a lot like. Yeah, that one does sound like Mr. Burns. But I'm, I'm, I'm in now. I'm on the other side. I've, I've closed the door. I've locked it. I've taken my shoes off, and I've sat down in the comfy chair of Bob Dylan's house. You're in. I'm totally in now, uh, uh, James. And there is, there is nothing that is going to make me think otherwise. And I tell you what, I'm really excited about. I've just finished this 27 hour audio book about Bob Dylan. Oh, we'll play some of Art Garfunkel after midnight. Some of his book. His book is nuts. But Did he this, read it? Yeah, he reads it, and it's nuts. Dylan. It's no, nuts. Dylan. No, no, Dylan doesn't, but the guy does a Dylan impression. Um, and, well, and all the way through it. No, just his quotes. It's all not. Right. It's, it's not a, by Bob Dylan. It's about him. Um, is it the guy who plays Mr. Burns. Yes, it is. And uh, look, you know who who played Mr. Burns, of course. Dan Castaneda. No, Harry Shearer. Oh, from Spinal Tap. Yeah. Um, so, but but what 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 the, the, the perceived wisdom is. That Dylan's last four or five albums are masterpieces, and I can't wait. They're masterpieces. How Have amazing! You heard Christmas album? No, I haven't. But I've heard that. I've heard that the hic- hiccup must be Santa, must which is be Santa, which is great the, to show that much sense of humour. He must have been about seventy when he recorded that. To show that much sense of humour and be prepared to to burst the legend bubble so i think that's wonderful pissed off all the hardcore dylan fans that he would do something so trivial all the here's the thing um proceeds from that go to i think it's shelter they go to something forever you don't make a penny from that album had tracheotomies well, yeah, you well, you could be, you could be. I, I think he's, I think that I, you can't, I can't knock Dylan now. I can't knock him. What I like about him is that he does things purposefully to piss people off. You think they know what he's going to do next? Yep. love that. Yeah. Also, guys, I check uh, check out Girl from the North Country. It's on the West End at the moment. It's, I think it's just finished. It was um, down the road from us at the Old Vic. Yeah, I think I think they may have. Come no, 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 no. It's, it's reopened at the West End. I can't remember which theatre, but it's um, it's gone proper well, James, mainstream that's, now. That's very, kind, that's very, very kind of you to um, uh, offer to buy us tickets. I yeah. appreciate that. Thank you Pricey. very much indeed. Let's go to Dan. Good evening, Dan. Good evening, Ian. Um, cool for cats. Dancing milk bottles and Accrington Stanley. Yes. Why did milk in the 80s and 90s have the best adverts on telly? Yeah, they did. Well, there was the Milk Marketing Board. There was actually a department of the government that was yeah. that was created to spend money on adverts. I made it at the British Onion Marketing Board. Oh. 
Um, I put it on Rodney Bue's profile on Wikipedia about a decade ago. Yes. And I said, in the 80s, he was the representative of the British Onion Marketing Board. Yes. When he died, it was in his obituary in the Times. You're joking. It was there. They removed it later. Oh, mate, that is wonderful. Well played, sir. Over a decade. It got removed a few times. People said it wasn't. Ma- it was made up by Viz. Um, so I just put in the comments on Wikipedia. I assure you, it was not made up by Viz. Oh, that is wonderful. That's what I call it? the long game. Yeah, I had to replace it a few times because I thought I'm, I'm sticking with this. It's it's believable. Yeah, it's not offensive. He was aware of it. He referenced it in an interview, and it stayed. Well, well. But I called up to talk about milk. Oh yeah, go on. No, I've done it now. Oh, in that case, you can say good evening to you, sir. Um, thank you very much indeed. Um, I'm trying. So I I'm trying to buy these bloody stop. things. Yeah, I'd apparently stop. you can get them in a supermarket. Let me have a look tomorrow. Oh, in that case, guys, you can get knotted. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. We find ourselves with no calls, which is absolutely fine. Uh, so, milkmen are making a comeback. We'll play after midnight. We'll play some of the Art Garfunkel audiobook. It is. The the most insane rambling I've ever heard in my life. I'm two hours into it. I know three things about Paul si- about Art Garfunkel. I know that he had a girlfriend that killed herself in 1981. Oh. 1979, maybe. I know that he sang with Paul Simon. And I know that... Um, at the same time that Graceland's was being released, he was releasing an album called Animal's Christmas Album that flopped. That's two hours of listening. Uh, it is, it's insane. He implies that he invented Garfunkel's Restaurant. Um, and and I, I, I was listening to this last night. I was so blown away by it, I had to pull over and Google it. And he was in Britain. He talked about being in Britain in 1979. And that's when Garfunkel's restaurant started. Uh, but I'm there for about 10 minutes Googling Garfunkel's and who started it. Hello, line two. Hello. Well, that was pointless. Was that peak practice? <sighs> pointless, wasn't it? Um, so we'll have some, we'll, we'll, we will have. Some, but, but, and he goes off in these wonderful poetic flights of fancy, and, and you find your mind just drifting away. And I have to keep bringing myself. It's like meditation. I have to keep bringing myself back to the meditation. Keep bringing myself back to the, my mantra to him. And uh, uh, four times he's gone um, between January. 1984 and December 1989 I read 259 books these 26 stood out and then he lists them and he's, he, he's he talks as well about being a kid and about how he would write down the charts and log you know before he was a singer log the music charts and so he's obviously got something about him where he has to keep logs of data because three or four times he references specific years and the exact number of books, and it's always 26 that stood out to me. 
And it is... I, 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 honestly, I've, I, I think he should be locked up. Do you think he's making it up? Do you think he got to the end of his chapter and went, oh, I've got to do another half a page? I know, I'll just... Um, I'll Google some books. Could be. Could be. I don't think he is making it up. I, th- I, I think he's... Um, no, I think he... And they're all quite, quite heavy books. Of course they are, because he's showing off. Why uh, would he list them otherwise? He, he, he talks as well. He was a randy devil. He's a horn dog. Um... We'll, we'll, we'll just dip in at random and listen to some bits. And I, I, we, we won't have a clue what he's talking We can go anywhere with this. Um, we won't have a clue what he's talking about. And it will. It might be entertaining. I don't know. Um, Grant and Ewan stay there. We'll come to you after the news. You can give us a call. Another hour of this. Don't forget you can listen to Talk Radio on DAB by downloading the Talk Radio app for iPhone and Android. And also, of course, you can go to talkradio.co.uk. Talkradio.co.uk. My name is Ian Lee. This is The Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
I mean, I, I love Neil Diamond. Um, that's some song, huh? That's some song, isn't it? That's some song. I love Neil Diamond. I love the pomp. I love the ridiculousness. I love the pop. I love the pretension. I love all of it. He's so good. He's so good. And it's such sad news. Uh, the Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio, Monday to Friday, 10 o'clock at night. Until one o'clock in the morning when Paul Ross comes in and takes over and does his thing. And he goes on uh, between one right through to five o'clock. So that's always good. My name is Ian Lee. Catherine Boyle is here. Um, uh, Co-presenter, co-host, co-actual producer, uh, friend, um, woman... Um, person. Genius. Well, let's not get, let's not be carried away. Pop star. Um, let's do some of these calls. Let's go to Grant. Good evening, Grant. Hello. Hello, Grant. Yeah, congratulations for the NFAs and hello, Ian and Kath. Yep. Um, yeah, I just want to bring, you spoke about Humphreys. Yes. Not many people speak about Humphreys. No one speaks, watch out, there's a Humphrey about. Am I right? Were they the straws that had, had like, milkshake yeah. in? Yeah, I live in South End and they used to have a dairy uh, in South Church, which has been knocked down and turned to flats, but they used to have a massive straw that went all the way along, oh. great big cardboard thing, yeah. uh, and it uh, dilapidated over several years. I think the campaign lasted into the early 80s, yes. and it was there until it was sort of like a, a remnant. Oh, it didn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't it, at least it sort of uh, started to you know, decay, like, unlike the plastic straws, eh? Well, hang on, so what, de- what decay? The, the giant straw decayed? Yeah, I think it was made out of papier-mâché or cardboard well, well, or something Well, I'm saying papier-mâché, not paper-mâché. Mm. Although paper-mâché is fine. But yeah, it's weird well, that we, we, we anglicise... Well, then you say mashed paper. <laughs> well, we anglicise the, pa- the papier, but not the mâché. Mm. No, no, no. <laughs> you pudding. Um, so, well, so what, the, the straw was there long after Humphreys had abandoned it? I think the, the, the Humphrey, I, I think I looked it up years ago, because I'm obsessed, uh, went into the, like, 81 or 2 or something like that, the campaign. Yeah. Well. So the straw was there on the, on the wall. I would, I would kill someone for a Humphreys roundabout now. I'd love a Humphreys now. Oh. Well, I wasn't, I wasn't ringing about that. I wasn't ringing oh. about the Neil Diamond, actually. Oh, yeah. Go on, Grump. I went to the uh, Neil Diamond audience with, and the lighting rig failed. And Paul Ross mentioned this on Twitter yeah. today, and I was there. And Do you know what? Can I, can I stop you for a second, Grant? Uh-huh. I was there as well, buddy. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah, I was there. It was incredible, wasn't it? I was, I was sat, get this, I was sat in the third row, right in so the middle. You were behind four puffs and a piano. Um, yeah, I was behind four, but I was sat next to... Um, well, my fiance at the time, and she, I think there was Theakston on one side, and the the arrogant dancer, dancer Brendan Brendan Cole Brendan Cole on it wasn't Theakston, it was um, j- j- uh, it was Ursatz Theakston, not oh, Anstis, Toby, no, no, not Anstis. Oh, the other bacon? one, no, not Bacon. Looks more like <laughs> Bacon. Don't think it was. It might have been Anstis, or it might have been. Oh, the one from Blue Peter. Yeah. That oh. dude. Oh. Anyway, he was there. The, the marathon guy. And we were sat in. Uh, we were sat in the third row. And please, I'm not going to interrupt. You tell your story about the lighting rig. Well, it Go was on. Just that the lighting rig failed, and it was sort of a weird modern LED panel. So they had to go and ring the factory, and it must have been somewhere Hang on, else. So, uh, Tim Vincent. Tim Vincent. That was it. I think it was Tim, Tim Vincent. That's the one marathon yeah. guy. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Sorry. Um. So yeah. Welcome. Yeah. They. Uh, Neil Diamond had to fill for over an hour, um, and, and 
Yeah, and he he, and he and sing- this band, this band were incredible. Here's with, the like, thing, right? Guys, he kept playing a song called Cherry Cherry, right? He kept playing it because I think they do a couple of takes, and then he just kept playing it in between takes, right? And everyone yeah. was sick to death of it. And there was a bit where he, he right, he had to fill, and he was sat there, and he said, "Any requests?" And so I shouted out, quick as a flash, "Cherry Cherry." And he did, he, he did it again. And he basically annoyed everybody by doing it. And then he did it again. But then there was That's another bit. Not telly anymore. There's a, exactly. But then there was another bit, right? Uh, my, the, the floor manager is sort of a friend of mine, a bloke called Sticky, right? And um, he was trying. Oh. And Neil Diamond was, was pissed off by this point. And they were about to start a song. And Sticky said, I'm really sorry, Mr. Diamond. Mr. Diamond, we've got to hold it. The cameras are in the wrong place. And one of the lights isn't working. Blah, blah, blah. And, he, and Neil Diamond said, no one tells me to hold it. He says, I'm really sorry, Mr. Diamond. We've just, he said, I'm going to start this song he in said, 10 he seconds. He said, get off my stage. Don't get <gasps> on my stage. He might have said that. And then he said, I'm going to start this song in 10 seconds. Remember that bit? And he did the countdown. Yeah. And, the, and Sticky, the floor <laughs> manager, is going, Mr. Diamond, he's going 10. Well, that was nine, the producer. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was going, and he got go, three, <laughs> two, one. And the band went... And he was off. He was doing Crackling Rosie. Pros. And here's, and here's another thing. He was, when he was doing Crackling Rose, this is how close I was to the front grant, right? I love Neil Diamond. I was, I was giving it everything. I was singing it, right? And I was singing it so loud that I put him off. And, and this is no word of a lie. He stared at me and gave me absolute skunk eye to the point <laughs> where my wife said, I think you should sing a little bit quieter because that was really uncomfortable. <laughs> and he stared at me and he gave me the look of death. It was unbelievable. I couldn't. I was. I was over the moon. Hard as diamonds. It was a good. And, and do you know what? I'm so glad I went to. Because I used to get invited to loads of those things, and I've always said no. Um. And 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 I'm glad I went because a it was brilliant. Um, yeah. And B it's the first. It's the first time I ever met Tony Blackburn there, and we had a lovely oh. chat with Tony Blackburn and his missus. Yeah, nice bloke. Yeah, yeah he's a lovely bloke, Tony. Yeah, he's a good bloke, yeah. Tony. Um, yeah. Well, he's, he's my dad's sort of hero, and, he, and I always remember when I was a kid saying, oh, I'll take you to Neil Diamond. I didn't quite take him, but oh, I got to go and see Neil Diamond. Good for and, you. And bloody hell, it was, it was, yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. So I'm very lucky there. Yeah, no, it was, Weren't we? Yeah, <laughs> well, we were. So, you know, I mean, there, there, was, there, were, there would have been no more than 500 people in that, in that room. You know, 500 people sat there getting a private concert. That'll do me. Yeah. Four hours long. Anyway. There you go. Nice one, Grant. Cheers, Thank man. you, mate. Cheers. Take Thanks, care. Mate. Thanks, Bye. fella. Ta-ta. Yeah, that was a good night, that. That was a good old night, that. Um, let's go. We've got two Ewans, so I'm going to go to Ewan in London first. Hello, Ewan. Hello there, Ian. Uh, what you got for us, fella? Oh, I thought I'd just give you a call about Neil Diamond as well, because it we was go. a bit of a shock today. Yeah, it's sad news, isn't it? It is sad news. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad he's still saying he's going to keep writing and recording and stuff like that, but, you know, the old touring is the thing that seems to have kept him going for Well, this is what time. I think about a lot of these performers, and, and I'm talking about Neil Diamond, Bob Dylan, Mike Love of the Beach Boys, a lot of the, uh, the, the, these older artists, I mean, Diamond's, Google it, I'm going to say Diamond's 76. He's old. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, and you do think, it, and McCartney as well, to a certain, you do think it is the thing that, that touring, because they're always touring, constantly go, going around the globe, all of those people never stop. And you you do think it, it, are they a bit like sharks? Once they stop moving, then that's it. They're going to die. And I do think, I, I think you know, I give Diamond two years. Unfortunately, go on. How old is he? Seventy six. Seventy six. Yeah, spot on. You see. Yeah. Um, I I do worry that that's that's going to be it. Well, the thing is, he always wanted to take his new stuff out on the road. Yep. So if that part of the equation is missing, if you're just doing the stuff where you're working on your own in a room, strumming a guitar, 
and a few musicians and putting it down. Well, if you're not actually putting it in front of people, if it just goes out into the world and they listen to it without you being there, then you've kind of lost the thing that makes you do it. Yeah. And that's sad. It is sad. It is sad. Uh, 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 I've got, uh, you know, when I, my sister retweeted the story in The Guardian today that had it, and um, I, didn't, I, did, I, I just sort of glimpsed it, and I thought, oh, bloody hell. I didn't want to yeah. read it, really. I don't want to read that. Did you go and see him live? I, I've seen him, what, about six times, and I did see him this, this autumn just gone, and I did think, I thought, I bet this is the last time. Really? His movements were just... It's odd, because a lot of them are young man songs, and he still plays all the stuff from the 60s yeah. and the early 70s, and... You know, hearing it, he's in such good voice, but his movement, it's like watching an old man yeah. singing, you know, Cherry Cherry, I'm a Believer. It's its kind of slightly weird. Well, him singing, girl, you'll be a woman soon, soon he you'll is. need a man. I mean, when you're 76, it don't, it's not quite the same as when you're 26. Even then, no. it's still a little bit fruity, but yeah. there you go. Um, well, you know, it's sad, Ewan, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dig out my Neil Diamond records well, this weekend. I love weekend. hearing Walk on Water there. That's such a... That you never hear that one, and no. that's one. Of, you know, I, mean, I think that was even a hit single, but it's one of those ones that has got got swallowed up. As there's always yeah. the few that get remembered, and the many of any artist who well, people remember songs like "Song Sun Blue," which I think is a terrible. It's a nursery rhyme, terrible yeah. record. "Song Sun Blue," and you go back to some of his earlier stuff in the late '60s, early '70s, when he didn't quite know what he was, mm. and some people were trying to market him as a Bob Dylan. Some people were trying to market him as a, as the hit writer behind the Monkeys. Somebody, and he didn't know what he was, and he was doing this weird stuff. And he was doing a lot of African stuff as well. The African Trilogy. Oh, the African Trilogy is nuts! I don't know if it's any good, but it's nuts! I am the lion and all of that. I am the lion. Uh, And those kids singing. It's a weird thing. Um, But he he did it, and it was weird. Is it any good? I don't know, but... It's that meeting point of those two disparate things that make him uncategorizable that actually makes it great, and better than all the people who are one thing or the other. There you go. There you go. And it's 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 that thing that people don't quite know. Yeah. Um, I think what we need to do, guys, is we need to send Neil Diamond our love, whether that's via Twitter, whether that's via a letter, whether that's buying all his records and send him up the charts. Let's tell him we love him now instead of waiting until he dies. Because what's the point of that, you know? So let's let's do it now. Ewan, thank you very much for that. Good oh, three, you. Have a good evening. Yeah, thank you, mate. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Um, Dave and uh, other Ewan will come to you after this. The late night lip service for lovers, loners, and lounge lizards. It, well, where, where exactly is your accent from? The late night alternative with Ian Lee. Oh, I've forgotten your name already. Excuse me. On talk radio. Okay, dokie. Let's go to Ewan in Wales. Evening, Ewan. Good evening. Good evening, Ewan. What have you got for us tonight? Um, well, I got three things I want to tell you. One, first of all, you just missed me singing when I went to a little advert. I was singing for the music I'm going in the background of my bedroom. Well, that's, mm. I don't know if that's necessarily... Um, um, that, that's a private moment, and you should keep that private, I think. Yeah. Well, I first, um, the, the first point I would like to get to... Well, is, hang on a minute. Well, hang on a, whoa, whoa, hang on a minute. Um, You've just made a point. About my singing all. Well, that was a point, though. But that was that was a, that was a, that was a conversation. Yes, I could tell our listeners that I do tend to go Facebook Live a lot, singing. <sighs> okay, so that's two points you've made. It means you've only got one point left. Well, no, I was just. Um, so you had five points. You had five cancer. points to make. No, about me going Facebook Live singing, that was to do with me just singing. I was okay, so that, that's that's the same point. So have that's you got, point one A. So have you got? Have you got? Let yeah. me get, so have you got th- th- four points to make then? 
I don't know. Our, t- our talent is a bit our money. Okay. Then I just thought I would. But okay. the main reason why I, w- I want yes. some advice off for you and Rachel, and maybe the listeners. Who's Rachel? Rachel? I thought you, you producer. Sorry? Oh, me, Rachel. Yeah, yeah. What? Where have you got that name from? I, th- I don't know. I thought that was her name, Rachel. What, what, what is your name? Remind me. Rachel. It's Rachel. You're absolutely right. It's Rachel, yes. Oh, I thought you was right. You were no, her I name's, Ka- her name's Catherine. Catherine. Oh. You follow me on Twitter. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh. Hashtag I, I fail. It's, I've got too many. I've got loads of different radio stations I follow with different, different people. Oh, Black. well, here's, here's, a, here's, a, here's a tip for you. And try, try and remember which radio station you're calling. Let's go to Dave. Good evening, Dave. Uh, hi, guys. Uh, I was just reminded, um, the guy was talking about the Onion Marketing Board. Yes. And uh, a few years ago, me and a mate did something similar. Um, we were messing about on Wikipedia and then... Uh, Manchester City drew um, a Cypriot side yes. that no one had ever heard of. Um, so we edited some of them, put some bright rubbish on their uh, Wikipedia page, oh. um, including in the fans section, uh, they've got a small but loyal group of fans called the Zany Ones. Oh. Uh, like to wear hats made from discarded shoes and have a song about a little potato. And uh, three weeks later, the tie comes along, and in the pre-match build-up in the Daily Mirror, the journalist had lifted that oh. from... Mate, <laughs> that is wonderful. This is great. Any any sabotage that's made because right, sabotaging Wikipedia is fun, and you know it's a great thing to do. Um, but if that has then got into the mainstream and has become uh, printed either on a newspaper's website or in a newspaper, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand, you must have been uh, high fiving each other all afternoon. Oh God, we couldn't believe it, especially because we sort of half forgotten about it because it was a few weeks earlier yeah. that we'd, uh, we'd changed it. Well. Uh, but then it got reported all over the web. Um, it, it was actually reported in Private Eye, which was my biggest claim to fame ever, I think. You're the, you're the grandfather of fake news. <laughs> Started with it, you. It was a bit of harmless fun. Well, it's a little bit of cheeky fun. Dave, thank you. That I'm reminded, did you order that Trump book? Yeah, I got it. Oh, you didn't tell me? Yeah. Oh, I want to read it. All right, I'll let you read it. Thanks, man. Um, so, um, Art Garfunkel, Arthur Garfunkel. His autobiography is nuts, right? And the audiobook is just a joy. Um, I'll tell you what we're going to do. I'm going to pick a... Um, hang on a minute, let's just play. Um, let's just... I'm just going to... Just ju- just jump in at random. Two hours, 45 minutes and 30 seconds, right? It will be absolute wibble-wibble nonsense, OK? I guarantee it. So let's, 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 let's see what's going on in, in Arthur Garfunkel's life. Two hours, 45 minutes and 30 seconds, about halfway through the book. Thoughts of me, I do receive your prayers through the air. This love of ours is very beautiful to me. Time polishes it beautifuler in spite of the admixture <laughs> of my... Did he say beautifuler? beautifuler. Yeah. He, he did say beautifuler, yeah, didn't he? Did, yeah. OK. My ageing crust... What? Thickening bark of the trunk of a tree maturing and spreading itself with air and forgiveness so beautifully. The tree of us is getting a little big now, darling. Dancing in the wind, it says, I embrace. <laughs> Paul's mother, Belle, dies June 15th, 2007. This is the age of dying, the end of June, abundant fecundity. 
Lori Bird, Rose Garfunkel, Bell Simon. Why did they leave just then? Is it a showdown for them, a fork in a larger road? Keenly, with alienation, did they say to the ripest earth, Today you go your way. To Paul from Art. We're out under the stars now. The harbor we came from is gone from view. Nurse. <laughs> when the biological imperative to continue the race is achieved and the need to create is... This is carried on. I've not skipped. This is the same stream of consciousness. God. I want to, this guy should do a radio show. Seriously, I would listen to three hours of this every week. It's like um, an oral screensaver. Mm, isn't it? Done. Birds can lose their song. Colour is extraneous. And briefs become boxers. What? Why stick around? Because the world needs delight to care to grow. To chase cachet is to unleash the cliché and turn kitsch into so much quiche as when Kay casually mentioned her friend Rajneesh. Though the name drop was blatant... Seriously, has someone checked his meds? Because I think they're either, they're either kicking in or wearing off. It's incredible. I teased out her pretension instead until the Bhagwan was set. <laughs> now, OK. <laughs> let's, let's get forward an hour. Okay? See where we are now. Isn't it, isn't it wonderful? It's all like that. How do you not um, fall asleep at the wheel? Well, my because head just goes like... off. Here we go. Here we go. Foolish object of him whose magic turns tragically, gradually grim. Gnarly tree surrounding it's on tree, me. Trees again. Twisted limbs are gnashed and bent above, offshoots from the trunk of many years, the hidden G in what appears to be my funk and fears dancing in the branches. This is autobiography. Attorney's notes. Stop. G Funk. So he's talking about Garfunkel. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, G you're, Funk. You're 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 deciphering him better than I think he is. I'm trying to, but it's like a magic eye picture. You you can only listen to every third word. There we go. It's the need to sing. Gone is everything that palliates. Rip off rates, my soul invested, and everywhere I turn, domestic concern nested in a treehouse. Under a bower, beneath all this. And in the shade of it, my love holds me in her kiss. Hyacinth exhalations from her baby's breath and bare neck and shoulders wrap around me in comfort, soothing, steady, honeysuckle comfort. Right. It, Imagine having to edit this. Just go, oh, yeah, do you know, it's fine. It's fine. Let's go to four hours. I've not got this far in the book. Four hours, 17 minutes I don't think and you're going to spoil seconds. it. Pan to the east, Europe in the rear. The afternoon opens on here, a day of dappled seaborne clouds. Floating fleece, fringed with grey, spring in Greece, what a dream to be in. Adriatic to Aegean, this is that other air. It's a point, here, isn't it? green fields of flax down to the Dardanelles. Oh, earth. You are too beautiful to tell. Thirteen years of heart swells. 
Who am I if I'm not a singer? There we go. Finally, I come to the boiling point. 211 degrees. The heat of frustration has brought me here to the crucible, to the eye of the beast that speaks. You'll never sing again. Eat the anguish. Get down on the mat. Be a reading chair in your mother's womb. Throw it around the hotel room eleven times against the walls. Scream for equilibrium. Thirty years of rulership have brought the Egyptians to just below steam. <laughs> when the ruler announces he won't quite quit, they chew on disbelief. That night an Arab soldier wrestles with a dream of the man he longs to be. It's just I think, insane! I think he's trying to... I think he's locked in a cellar. Um, um, isn't, it incre- isn't it incredible? I mean, just incredible. Speaking of incredible, just had my what I think is going to be the final uh, email from Wasim. Just email me now. Ian, I've blocked you from my email address because he likes to give it, doesn't like to receive Tag it. Tag no returns. So didn't get your last message. While I could ask you to stop playing God. Wow. I mean, the arrogance, the entitlement. None of this bothers me. I'm, I'm amused by it. That's why I replied to it. Get off your high horse and how you are suffering from selective amnesia, from the mean things you have said to me and accused me of, I won't. I won't ring into your show because you told me to never ring in on the email earlier on. So I'm respecting that. I know it's your way or the highway. It's my show, guys. <laughs> But, dude, I will still pray for you and wish, oh, God, the arrogance of people who pray for you. Sweet Lord. And wish you the best. No one has a monopoly on mental health. A lot of us suffer from it and deal with it in our own ways. Take care and God bless you. Yeah, you deal with it, Wasimi, by being with arrogance and with... Pa- you don't... Go and, go and read about passive aggression, mate, because that's what you've got. You, 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 absolute, absolute... I've never ever had communication from anyone as entitled as as that nut job i mean you know a lousy caller and we got some we got some stinking callers right but a lousy caller and the arrogance <laughs> here's the thing here's the thing he'll email again maybe not tonight maybe not even this week he'll email again he'll call in again he'll call in again and he'll call in because, Wasim, you withhold your number. So I know you're going to call in on a withheld number. I know you're going to do it. And also, you'll, you'll, you'll call in as... You'll you, you call in, buddy. You'll call in. Anyway, peace and love, buddy. You, 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 you don't have to pray for me. And here's the thing as well. Here's the thing. When people say they'll pray for you, I think it's actually quite a nice thing. But I also think that they should then respect it when you ask... Um, them not to pray for you mm. and uh, and if they don't respect that then that is an arrogance and that is an arrogance that I've only um, uh, had a few times in my life, once was Ken a couple of other people in my life and now Wasim so Wasim I'm asking you very politely please don't pray for me please don't email me please don't phone my show please don't listen to my show please don't think of me because <laughs> you are nuts absolutely Nuts. Last 30 minutes of the show, 0344 499 1000. This is the late night alternative with Art Garfunkel.
After hours amusement for anarchists, air hostesses, and jet lag antipodes. Good night, Cobras. Can I crash on your floor? The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Oh, there's a brilliant story in uh, the papers today. Just see if this rings any bells, Catherine. Just chime in. Okay. When you, if you recognise anything I'm about to say. Three steaks and a plate of fish, that'll be £970. Tourists' anger at rip-off in Venice. Oh, boom! <laughs> <laughs> that was the gentleman who suggested we serve the fish up our... Uh, Jaxies. Oh, can I just... Oh. No, 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 no. What? Is he... Not again. Yeah, he's emailed again. Well, he's obviously listening, so let's... I gave you the benefit of the doubt, Ian and was willing to be the bigger person. But clearly you still want to carry on attacking me. I am not passive-aggressive. You are. No, you are. Stop it, or I'll knock your heads together. I will stop listening to your show from now on, and clearly you are the real nut job and need to grow up and act your age. Thank you, Wasim. Thank you, Wasim. Now, bugger off, you <laughs> fruitcake. A steak supper near St Mark's Square in Venice was never going to be a cheap night out. But four students claimed their meal at a restaurant in the tourist hotspot. Remember, we phoned this place up. Yeah, and they were rude. Yeah, they were rude. Set them back an astonishing £970, and it didn't even include alcohol. They were so dismayed by the €1,100 bill for three steaks, a plate of fried fish and some mineral water that they contacted police. The tourists say they were presented with the bill at the Osteria da Luca in the Mercuria district close to St Mark's Square on Friday. Three women with them chose another restaurant, but even they ended up paying £307 for three plates of seafood pasta. Wow. Follows a string of similar cases of tourists. Did they tell us to F off? They told us to stick the fish up our asses. Should we phone them up again? What were they? Because they did, didn't they? They were really rude. What is it? It's, um... What's the restaurant? The mayor of Venice has voiced his outrage at the bill. He was on the side of it the other day. The four Japanese men complained to the police uh, where there are students. Their case has been taken up by Marco Gasparinetti, spokesman for a Venice residence forum called Gruppo 25. Oh, they've had it. He described it as the latest of many of this kind. Questioned about the bill, the restaurant owner apparently said, I don't remember having any problems with Japanese customers. In November last year, it emerged that Luke Tang, a university lecturer from Birmingham, wrote a letter of complaint to the mayor after he was charged €536 for lunch. He dined at... um, Trattoria Casanova in the central San Marco district with his parents and was... Um, so is this a different restaurant? No, it's the same. Casanova. Well, no, that was the Casanova, but was this first one, they presented the bill... This is Ah, the Osteria da Luca. So oh, this is it's a, a different, different one. Res- Let's give these guys a call. Osteria da Ah, because Casanova had the mayor's full backing, didn't it? Yes, he did, didn't it? Yes, they did. Um, Osteria da Luca. No, it's... it's it's closed. Um, it's closed. Let's let's. It was closed last time. Let's see if we can. Uh, um, mm, 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 mm. Seven four. Mm, mm. Let's see. Italia. Italy. Buonasera. That's Mexican, mate. No, good evening. That's Mexican. Buenos Aires. Buenos Aires. No, not Buenos Aires. Buen- I'm not saying Buenos Aires. I'm saying Buenos Aires. No. 
Vodafone, servizio di segreteria telefonica. Ok, there's not too much for that. Um, but it, does, it seems that Venice is the place to go if you want to um, spend shed loads of money on, on not much food. That seems to be... Have you um, been to Venice? No, no. I've been to Venice. It's quite expensive. I mean, around San Marco, is quite... It's, it's £970 like the... for a meal. That's not normal. For, for four people, not even including alcohol. Um, three three steaks, a plate of fried fish and some mineral water. A grand. I mean, that's, that's taking outrageous. the old... Yeah, it is. Uh, that's taking it the mickey a little bit, isn't it? Um, well, you, you, you know. Um, let's just see who this, this person is. Hello, line one. Yeah, mate, you need to have a few words you do with uh, goalies answering your calls. So normally, I would prefer Sam. Bring back Sam, that's what I say. What's it got to do with you? Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely her. <laughs> <laughs> What's it got to do with you? It's got to do with you, answers Alf. Unless that was Sam phoning up. There's some there's some dispute going on over pay or something, and maybe that's why. What's it got to do with you, buddy? Joe, go on. Uh, I, uh, mm, yeah, well, okay. Um, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. You're more than welcome to. She hits the fan. Oh. Um. Uh. Plush Luro brand velvet. Plush is velvet considered like a top of the range. When you go for Luro, Tesco own brand, the no, big multi bag. No, puppies on a puppies on a roll. Really, mm. they're so much more expensive. Well, I've got a delicate bot. Oh, for crying out loud! I mean, I don't use toilet paper, obviously, because it's just... what you just let it hang. I don't go to the toilet because it's all like rainbows and sparkles, isn't it? But still got to wipe that that um, multicolored shit off your ass. <laughs> but for other people who do such things, yeah, uh, puppies. Plush Luro brand Velvet has found a cunning way to boost its bottom line. Ha ha. Oh. By sneakily cutting its three layers of paper to two. Makers have quietly dropped their post, uh, boast of the past seven years that the luxury paper offers three layers of comfort. Instead, packaging now just says, Comfort. All right. On your bot bot. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're the princess and the pea, you're not going to be going, oh, hang on a minute, that feels a bit like a yeah, layer less. Yeah, no, but if a finger goes through... Flipping it. But you, you roll it, though, don't you? Sometimes you've got to do that. No, not unless you're a squaddy. That's true, isn't it, that they get, like, one sheet of paper because that's just for wiping the finger after. But the price charge for the thinner two-ply is still £1.85 for four rolls, the same as before. <gasps> These scumbags. The ruse, it's a ruse, the son have decided. The ruse by German firm Essity. Ah, Germans. Is the latest example of shrinkflation. Brexit. Where consumers get less product but no price cut. Sun reader Steve Smith, 69, realised when he got his usual 16 pack. Steve, who's a big lad, it doesn't say that. No, but there's a picture of him. He needs three plies. His fingers will be going through all the time. Steve... 69. ...said there's 33% less paper. 
They've gone a very sly way about it. Three layers was brilliant. It was luxury, like it says. <laughs> two layers. Two layers is ridiculous. Just checking. Do we live in Cuba where there's only one kind of toilet paper? No, well... You do have a choice, right? Two layers is ridiculous. This is great. Three layers was brilliant. It was luxury, like it says. Two layers is ridiculous. I have to double up. <laughs> and I'm going through the lot much quicker. Wow. The Office of National T- Statistics says 2,500 grocery products have shrunk in the past five years. Uh, which editor, Richard Headland, I don't know, which you tell me which, called it a sneaky way of increasing prices. He said, we want manufacturers and supermarkets to be up front so consumers aren't misled. The brand, originally called Triple Velvet, accounts for £1 in every £10 spent on loo paper. They've got 10% of the bog roll market. Gosh. Essity insisted the the two-ply paper is still the same strength and softness. It said, The manufacturing costs are soaring. We don't want to pass this on to the consumer. So they can bag off. This paper is effective. (laughs) Um... I'm old enough to remember Eisel, so I consider myself lucky as long as it's not greaseproof. Oh, God, that tracing paper. Mm-hmm. They were at school, you, didn't they? Why would you have kids wipe their bums w- w- with something that was, was slippery? Um, and you could use it for tracing paper. Yeah, we yeah. used to use it for tracing paper. It they was don't not have, absorbent at all, was it? I, I never... Well, uh, very early on, I learnt, learnt never to do a number two in school. No. I just never did it, because I couldn't, I couldn't bear... Wiping it with that. They don't have that anymore, do they? No, I think they have proper paper. I hope they've banned... Well, once we come out of Europe, I bet we get that, that rubbish back. I bet we get that back. It's for kids. It's tough. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I'm Ian Lee. This is the Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. Late Night Conversation. Wealth losing sleep over. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk... Thank you to Hannah for just tweeting a picture of me and Shappy on the red carpet. Um, both yeah. looking totally out of our depth. To- fish out of water. While Martin McCutcheon looks on from the <laughs> crowd. Can't the picture get... I've just retweeted on the left-hand side is Martin McCutcheon trying to get in. Um, <laughs> just fish out of water. It's such an alien world. I'm so glad I did it. It will probably never... Go- talking about going to the National Television Awards. Um, never done it before. I've spent my whole career, the last 20 years, 20 years, guys, this September will be the 20th anniversary of me being on telly, right, at the 11 o'clock show. Um, I've spent the whole... I don't think I've been to any red carpet events or any premieres. I went to one red carpet event, which was Cirque du Soleil, but I didn't know it was a red carpet event. I just thought it was free tickets, and then we turned up. It's like, oh, right. Um, But that's it, and I've avoided it totally out of my depth. Um, Never done it before. Probably won't get to do it again. You know, it was it was a, a, a once in a lifetime offer, um, and and you know, and a pretty much a dead cert that we were going to win. You know, because our celebrities won. I think the last seventeen years. Also, they didn't put you next to the bogs. You were quite near the front. Yeah, second, and it was just um, wonderfully weird and surreal, and and lovely to see all those people again and be reminded that. Um, uh, a few weeks ago, I did something really stupid. You know, I did something really stupid in the jungle, and it's great. So, but but, so, but thank you for tweeting that picture, and I'm sure there'll be more of them floating around. Although they were much more famous, but you know, the, uh, Barbara Knox was there, Rita Fairclough for crying out loud. The the the, the, um, um, uh, the, the, the bad guy from um, Emmerdale was there, whose name escapes me. I can't think of his Which name. Which bad guy? The the old bad guy. 
Um, he's been like a bad guy. I don't know if he's the bad guy anymore. He might have settled down. Zach? No, old, the old guy, the white-haired guy. Oh, Turner. Yeah. No. No, not Turner. Turner's not... been dead for ages. Turner died. Um, um, Pollard. Pollard was there. Pollard Eric was there. Pollard. I saw Eric Pollard. I thought, oh. And Eric Pollard said hello to me as he walked past. I bet he did. And then I tell you what was nice. is one of the, the, the stars of, of Emmerdale, whose name is Charlotte. Something she's a big one of the main characters, and um, I used to go to the same college as her, the same university. She was a few years above me, uh, maybe two or three years above me, and her husband was one or two years above me. And I sort of used to know him a little bit. I never really had anything to do with her. I remember seeing her around, and her husband Mungo. Um, I sort of knew him a little bit, and we did some bits and pieces together during college and after college. Bellamy, Charlotte Bellamy, of course, Charlotte Bellamy. Um, and she came over, and, and one of the stars of Emmerdale came over and said hello to me. And said, "Oh, we loved watching you because Mungo was, you know, told us we should watch, and we enjoyed it." So one of the stars of Emmerdale doesn't know who, and then Charlotte came over and said, "Oh, it's so nice to see you again." And Mungo sends his best, and oh, it was it was wonderful. That nods. absolutely wonderful. Strange old night, really strange. Um, yeah, strange old night. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the um, telephone number if you want to give us a call. We'll go. Th- we'll look through. There's not really a lot in the papers, but um, it, it's it's one of those kind of rules on the radio when you've got nothing else to say. You go through the um, papers. Here we go. There we go. This is this is a story by my second favourite science correspondent. Oh, on... not Fernandez. It's not Fernandez. It's Victoria Allen, who is my second favourite science correspondent from the Daily Mail. Um, she, this is a great story. Is I, it I, Doctor Victoria Allen? Well, I don't know, but I, this this one could easily have been a Fernandez. But she she, she bagged it first. Is your cat left pawed or right pawed? Flipping it. Um, no, it's a good question. It, no, but it is actually a good question. Um, Velvet is... is uh, Yes, caller? India. Sorry? Do it again. India. Thank you very much indeed. Um, Velvet is right, Pord. Mm. Um, but it, 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 does, it, does, it does actually raise a really interesting question. Can cats be left or right, Pord? And if so, then what does that tell us about our brains? I, th- I find that interesting. Would you not be interested to know that cats could be left or right pawed? Well, I think it's obvious if you've got more than one hand, you'll favour one. Yeah, but that you f- might favour the other? OK, is it the same percentage of cats that are left pawed as, as humans? What is, it that makes, mm. uh, what is it that makes people sinister like this? Using the correct term, using the correct word there, guys. Don't need to tell me. Well, I know, but I'm telling these idiots that are listening because they'll think I've just said something weird when actually I've said the right thing. Sinister. Is your cat easily spooked or skittish around strangers? Then there's every chance that its left paw is to blame. Or that it's a cat. Animal experts found cats can be left or right-handed and that it affects their response to stressful situations. Suddenly we're in. We're into an interesting story. Whether playing with their food or slinking down the stairs, most prefer to use the same paw each time. Male moggies... Here we go. So there is... It, it is split up into gender. Mm. Male moggies are most likely to be southpaw, a term used for left-handed humans. Female cats are more likely to be right-handed, like girls and women. Except cats don't have hands. 
Dr Deborah Wells, co-author of the study by a team at Queen's University Belfast, said... Right-handed animals are more governed by the left hemisphere of their brain, which is more responsible for processing positive emotions. But left-handed animals are more likely to use the right hemisphere, which processes more negative emotions. It may therefore be the case that a left-limbed cat reacts more strongly to stressful situations, gets frightened by loud noises or lashes out at the vet. Hang on. It may, th- it may therefore be the case. So you don't know. Yeah. So you've just made me read this and you haven't got a bloody clue. The study looked at 24 male and 20 female cats. Why not 24? And recorded their behaviour at home over three months. The result in the journal... Let's see if you can spot the error here. Human behaviour shows 60% of female cats use their right paw to go down the stairs and more than 45% of males use their left when fishing out hidden food. Blah, 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 blah. You know, my sister's cat is my nemesis. Yeah. He hates me. Yeah. He's lost his mojo. Well, really? Mm-hmm. He's, he's dying. I don't think he's been very well. He's you know, dying. that time when um, Velvet lost loads of weight for no, for no apparent reason. Yeah. He had the same, well, the same symptoms. Well, if she lost it for um, good reason, she wouldn't eat. She uh, wasn't well, eating. It, well, he went the same around the same time. I don't know whether... Yeah. He's dying. Well, I mean, they're all dying. Velvet's just showing no signs of, of giving up. It's going to be 19 in, in uh, March. 19 years old, for mm. crying out loud, girl. What's, what's she like attitude-wise? She don't give a shit. No. She really doesn't. She just, she doesn't care about anything anymore. Does she Because ju- he's gone very, because um, he used to be evil, like a Disney cat. Yeah. Wait on the stairs and, and yeah. like, wait for me. And no one believed me, yeah. especially um, my sister, who thought the sun shone out of his jacket, yeah. which she used to wipe, by the way. That's not... Wipe the cat's up bum? Mm. Why mm. would she do that? That is messed up. Like Tricky Woo. Yeah, people... No, that is messed up, man. I but wouldn't have any he has now become really loving and comes up for sort of cuddles and things. Yeah. To everyone. He's dying. Well... I would suggest getting him checked out for cancer. Well, she's had taken to the vets. They can't find anything. Well, well trust me. I'm a cat whisperer. Um, I know these things. I know how, I know how cats work. I know what, what goes on in, in uh, cats' minds. Right. Um, I, know, I know these things. I'll break it to her tomorrow. Yeah, the cat's dying. Um, let's just uh, let's just see what um, Art Garfunkel's up to, shall we? At this stage. Oh. I struggle to bring a lost voice back. My audience has grown from 70 people in Yonkers in 2013 to 1,000 today. I no longer supplement my show with Q&A. The singing doesn't falter quite as much. Hitting the high notes He's actually is telling no us something like diving sense. off a high board, hoping there'll be water in the pool. Now there's only an occasional death swoon. I have learned to trust in the audience's love... Displaying authentic bravery speaks for itself. Perfectionism is over. I work with smiling self-acceptance and read my poetic bits. The new show is less is more... Hey, when's, when's he doing the show over here? Let's take the night off work and go and see that. So we can, get, can we not get free tickets? Can we not do what that blogger did and, but be successful with it? You know, the blogger who wrote to the hotel saying, can I come to your hotel for free? And he went, no... You got pay and stuff. Can we not get some free tickets for Art Garfunkel? This is May again. Oh, hang on. Yeah, May. Let's go and see Art Garfunkel because this is this could be the last time. 
This could be the last time. I've never seen Simon and Garfunkel. So let's go and see Art Garfunkel. That'd be a show, wouldn't it? Right. Royal Albert Hall. Yeah. 31st of May. Right. What day of the week is that? A Thursday. OK, fine. We'll take Thursday off. Who cares? It's Thursday shows are rubbish anyway. Um, get Sort out some tickets. Can <laughs> Should we, we have... get him on? Should we get him on the show? I was going to say, let's interview him. Didn't we try and get him on before? Yes. What happened? Didn't they say get back in touch nearer the date or something? Yeah, and then they uh, evaded us. Well, well, let's let's get right. Okay, here we go. We're going to get Art Garfunkel on this show. That's actually happening. Trust me. We're going to get Art Garfunkel on this show. Um, make that, now listen. We'll get him to talk about his excellent autobiography. Yeah, the, the fruitcase. Um, I want to just. Um, um, I want to try. I tell you what we're going to do. We're going to end on a Neil Diamond song. I think it will be appropriate. Uh, we're going to end on this one. I'm just going to get this set up. I've got to do some wicked uh, mathematics. Um, I think I think I've got the maths there. The maths are close enough. It's near enough for jazz. 54, 55, 56, 57. Yeah, it's close enough for jazz. I think I can make this work. So, dear listener, that is uh, it from us this evening. Don't forget you can download the podcasts, um, which you can get from all your usual podcast providers. I'm finding myself talking like um, Art Garfunkel now. <laughs> um, do stay tuned. We're going to end with the Neil Diamond song, because it's really sad. Genuinely, I love Neil Diamond. and It's really, really sad news that... Um, he ain't going to tour no more because he's got Parkinson's. But but do stay and 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 this is a really this is a classic seventies Neil Diamond song. You'll like this one. Uh, but stay tuned, guys, because coming up after one o'clock, he's, he's out there. He's saluting me. It's Mr. Paul Ross. Let's have a little bit of Desiree. Come on, baby. Day when I became a man at the hands of a girl almost twice my age, and she came to me just like the morning sun, and it wasn't so much her words as such as the way they were sung. Yeah.